0: Hey gang, this is Fillmore, just letting you know that if you enjoy our podcast, quite frankly, a Howard Stern Podcast, and you'd like to donate some money for the upkeep, uh, or you want to request certain clips, please donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash jimfix. That's J I M F I Double X. You can donate as much as you want for as long as you want. There's absolutely no obligation.
1: It seemed to me like it was a love story that a month later you were divorced.
0: It wasn't a month
2: later; it was several years later. Come on. What do you come on? What am I lying? Yeah. I'm telling you. Why do I gotta lie for? I'm divorced over ten years now. I, I have to make that up for.
1: You've it. been with Beth for like nine, right? Yeah. All right. Well, would you get like divorced and then meet Beth the next day?
2: Just about, yeah. Mm. No, I got divorced after I actually. I was separated, and I've been, and then I got divorced. I don't know. What was it was a look. It was a year or two. I'm not good with dates, but the fact is that uh, when I did the movie, uh, you know, what can I tell you? I, I was I thought my marriage hey, would last forever. Like, should Answering a answer the question
1: right now. Yeah, I'm
2: like mushmouth over there. <laughs> arr, 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 arr. That, that's the best I can do, John. I was I was gay way before I met Beth. <laughs> I, la- I have a wide varying interest level. No you don't. Yes, I do when it comes to media. <laughs>
3: you have a very gay interest yeah. level.
2: Yeah. I love smallville. <laughs> Beth doesn't make me watch Smallville. What do you think? I do everything Beth wants? My girlfriend speaks fluent French. No. Yeah, so she yeah, no yeah. So she knows what channel like she, she 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 but she's uh shy about it, but she she, she could say to the way that blah 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 blah. Oh, that's great. And I uh, am like, wow, that's, cool. that's I, cool. I respect anyone who could speak another language.
1: That's a classy bro.
2: She could speak German, French, and English.
4: How'd she learn all that? Yeah.
2: Well, when she was in Europe, she just picked up the language. Oh, when she was in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Beth always says to me, you know, you're much older than I am, you're nineteen years. What am I gonna do when you're dead? Blah 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 yeah. and I go, honey, she's gonna
4: have a party.
2: Let me tell you something.
4: I'm have a party. <laughs> Now we know how Robin's thinking. Oh, stop wow! It. No, that is that you're gonna, I'm making a joke. You're up. A joke. Oh, I didn't even. I'm a, a, joke.
3: I'm a dark motherfucker. My mind didn't even go there. Wow. You guys wow. are ridiculous. You suck. How dare
4: you? Yeah. Okay. You wow. You We're busy yesterday shopping to for today. her birthday gift. You're.
3: You're. An you an are
4: shameful. Go on, you know don't want
1: Wow. Says <laughs> thing to me. But you're
4: closer I to him. You're a girl. J- Ouch. That's why it's a that joke.
5: Hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, not from you. I'm, you're I'm not you got that funny. I got news I'm for you. I was
1: thinking she's going to have to wait a long time. I mean, you've got like jeans on your side. You're going to be like 150 well, years old. Well, I said thank you. you for it. I said to her. Why it's a joke. Yeah, okay. She doesn't have to start planning for the party for you.
0: Welcome, everybody, uh, for the f- third and final installment of the summit breakdown. On, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast. I'm your host, Phil Fillmore, Uh, Fillmore, aka Fillmore Fingers, aka Jim Fix, with my wonderful co host, Sam.
6: Hey, everyone.
0: And this is going to be a doozy, guys, because we still got the bulk of it to get through, but we think we're going to be able to power through pretty quickly. Uh, So let's continue where we were with part two. As we finished off, he was about to start talking about Lana Wachowski for some wonderful reason.
2: How we're going to make this part of my vision come true for 2013? I said to Gary recently. I watched a tape of Lana Wachowski, who I think I'm saying her name right. She's the uh, director of The Matrix. She became she was a man. She became a woman. The woman was fascinating. And I said i think she'd be really good on our show lana wachowski nobody's had her she never does an interview but she sort of came and did a address to people and was comfortable talking about her transition from being a man to a woman the thing was riveting the speech was riveting it was great
0: i want to discuss this just a little bit i know we have so much tape to go through but this one's one of the key points sam now this keep in mind everybody that lana wachowski and there was the two Wachowski brothers, Andy and uh, Larry. Larry became Lana. L- Andy, <laughs> this is confusing. Stay with you. you. need like a scorecard to keep up, keep up with this, guys. L- Andy became Lily later. Um, and as far as, as, as long ago as 2008, I think she started being referred to as Lana and then didn't really do a lot of press. They were notoriously like press shy, the Wachowskis. They would do movies and then release them and that was it. But after The Matrix, they had sort of released bomb after bomb after bomb. They were not really hot anymore.
6: I also don't understand why he thinks somebody who doesn't do interviews regularly just gave out kind of a brief statement about their transition.
4: Mm -hmm.
6: And then he thinks, oh, perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect for us. Well,
4: the, the well, thing... like
6: I mean, look at these. He, he's like, must send examples of our work. Okay, would that be the time where um, Mike Morales had to <laughs> smell the undercarriage of Siobhan? Uh, Siobhan <laughs> or would it be how you treat elegant Elliot often, or when you uh, when, what when you had, uh,
0: t- when you had Tula the transsexual on and you dressed like a woman? to make her feel yeah. comfortable and allowed her you, to... You
6: threw a jump. sausage at her.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, anyway, the bo- the bottom line is, at in 2012, Lana Wachowski was out promoting, doing press for, uh, I think it was Cloud Atlas, which was a Tom Hanks film, and I never saw it. I heard good things about it, and I, I it just looked stupid to me. But um, it bombed horribly, and she did do some press for it. Um, The, the problem is, of course... He's not talking about we want the. He says we want. That's the director of the Matrix. The Matrix. the The last one finished in two thousand three. They were not on anybody's radar, and the only reason they're getting press was really about any time they're doing a new project. But he's not talking about the project. He's talking about how she transitioned. Why is he so obsessed?
6: And again, he had transsexuals on and mm-hmm. transgenders on, and he treated them awful he even sort of you know bullied Nicole Bass into trying to say she was she wanted to be a man when that's she never said that and keep in
0: mind and keep in mind right up until Artie left or around the time Artie left he was Artie was doing a really awful impression of what Chaz Bono would be speaking like as a man I mean it, it was kind of funny but it was really vulgar and this was only at this point three years earlier or two years earlier So it's not as if it's not as if it was that long ago that he was being this, you know, unevolved shithead.
6: I mean, this is uh, when he he puts strategy out here and this these are the points he's making. We reach male homophobic (laughs) audience and let's send him some of our work. I think he must have hit his fucking head on the sidewalk. (laughs) I don't know what he's thinking.
0: Well, this is, this is my question to you, Sam. And I know you, the, I mean, I'm, I'm going to know the answer, but do you think this is, uh, you know, this is him. This isn't Marcy saying this is the kind of guest you could, you should get. This is strictly him.
6: Oh, he's always been obsessed with this cross dressing. Look at Miss America enough. Sure. I mean, forget this, it. All those Christmas cards. Obsession. The yeah. most comfortable Stern ever has looked is when he's in drag. Bar none.
0: Mm-hmm. And, 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 then kissing guys. Um, so he's got, Rosie O'Donnell and Ellen. Pictures of the two of them. Neither of whom are transsexuals. Why are they on this, this particular slide?
6: Um, I have no idea. <laughs> so let's keep going.
2: So Gary Calder. her people declined? Yes, that's it. It doesn't stop them.
0: It doesn't stop there. You tail her. <laughs> you you follow her down. You go to her doorstep. <laughs> you letter bomb we're gonna
6: her. Do. We're going to be like <laughs> Harvey Levin. We should let Lana, Lana
2: Wachowski and her people know who we are. Yeah. We're talking to a male homophobic audience. We have a lot of homophobia in our audience. Howard is a regular speaker on gay and lesbian and transgender topics he has stood up for the gay community in the case of ellen degeneres he asked his audience to boycott jc penny in the case of rosie o'donnell he stuck up for her when she had a gay cruise and she was (laughs) attacking oh
0: my god i mean who who does he think he's fooling at this point in time who does he think
6: I I can't believe that these words are coming out of his mouth and his staff right now isn't like, huh? I mean, not one of these pussies can be like, can you please explain what the fuck you're saying right now? Do you know what show you run? Yeah.
0: What what show have you been on the last 25 years? And also, he's four years away from saying about Wendy Williams that I think she has a dick. (laughs)
6: <laughs> I think she stands up when she pees, guys. Right,
0: right, exactly. That
6: was exactly, yeah. by the way, what he went to. It wasn't the fur. it was the first thing he went to. Bug eyes, only... standing up, she's a man.
0: And you know it was because he couldn't use the N-word. And he was de- He was begging to use it.
6: Oh, like, of course I, it was.
0: Anyway.
2: Continually made it our mission to talk to a male homophobic audience and convert them, make them understand that they're Feelings about gay people are backward, and what better way to move forward and to, never mind preaching to the converted Lana, because that's what you did when you addressed the gay and lesbian uh, community, preach to the people who really need to hear your message the most. And we can craft a continual campaign to get Lana on the show if that's what we
4: decide to do.
0: So they never did get Lana in the end, so this was a big waste of fucking time. And on the other and the other thing is your audience uh, convert your audience. Convert your homophobic audience. If you believe your your audience is all homophobes, why would you think they'd want to hear Lana Wachowski? That's kind of the whole point. You're not gonna enlighten people who are fifty and whatever. <laughs> your, I, your I, audience already, there's no conversion possible.
6: I don't understand I don't understand any of this thought process. And by the way, if he failed at doing this, I mean, I would love to see that campaign. What what would he possibly be sending? Um, like you said, the Chaz Bono bit, do you think he would be sending that? That seemed good.
0: Yeah.
2: Lana should be, re- you know, approached every once in a while. She should get an email. Hey, guess who we had on today? Guess what we did today? look how many movie tickets we sold she's got to be approached in an organized way by this core team so who am i talking to
6: okay so that tula the transsexual uh caroline cossey she uh wrote in or she was interviewed in the Daily Mail in two thousand sixteen and mm-hmm. she said, I remember a particularly harrowing radio interview with US shock jock Howard Stern when he dressed as a woman. He made a joke about cutting off his penis and threw a sausage at me. I felt sick to my stomach. I'd gone from vogue to this. I had hate mail saying I was an abomination too. That's when I began to shut down to turn down all work. All I need I needed my sanity back. We moved to Atlanta for 6 months. I didn't leave the house. So he basically put her into a depression that ended her so-called career. She was back in doing and talking about um her career again and doing tours and mm-hmm. modeling again, and then she got shut down all over because of this ass. And this is why I'm really struggling to understand what the fuck he's thinking.
0: Yeah, I mean, at that point, you give up the you give up the 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 fucking struggle to try to change your image that that drastically because it's not going to happen, not on that angle. And I don't think I think Chaz Bono did come in eventually, didn't didn't she? Didn't he? I, Sorry,
6: I think so. Yes.
0: Yeah, so that did work, but he's not talking about Chaz. He's talking about Lana. He wanted the big fish. Um, so let's keep going. And this is where it gets even more cringe worthy, guys. I'm sure you all you all know, but you're gonna hear it again.
2: The guys who are considered on the radio show, the tapes team, the news team, our TV, and where's Mike Morales? There's Mike. I'm talking to him. I happen to follow Mike on his Facebook page. I don't know how many followers you have on Facebook, Mike, but you know what? You're a guy who's passionate about gay issues, you're passionate about Speaking out, and what a wonderful get if you crafted the campaign to get Lana Wachowski on the show. Of course, you couldn't have, you didn't know we were pitching her. But I love your passion about gay issues, and you're someone who should be behind that effort, and you should help us craft that effort because you're very effective on Facebook. Unfortunately, on Facebook, how many followers do you have?
4: Facebook, maybe 500
2: on Twitter. All right, 500 people. I'm talking about getting Lionel Wachowski on a show that has millions of people that can really affect change.
0: <laughs> okay, we have to stop it there because that was a long stretch. So imagine you're Mike Morales, who's, I believe, he was part of the news team, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Now, High Pitch Mike is on Facebook, fine. In 2013, guys, Facebook had 1.2 billion uh, users. billion and he's going on pretty soon. He's going to say, fuck Facebook. So he's already get shitting on Facebook for no good reason. Yet he's also bringing it up as a place to, that he follows him on Facebook. And he, he went off Howard. Then around that time he got off it eventually because he's, he's useless with social media anyway. And he was just getting too much negativity, but so you're going after a guy in the news team who's gay, but doesn't really want to be, you know, specialized for that. He doesn't want to be picked out for that purpose. Go ahead, Sam.
6: Okay. So now that he's calling Mike out for this, I had a few more questions for Richie and Richie Wilson. And I said, I wanted to know a couple more things. In that train wreck, he singled out Mike Morales because of his sexuality to get a hold of Lana Wachowski. Singled out in the PowerPoint and verbally. How did Mike take that? How did you guys see that aspect towards Mike? And um, he answered a two-part question with this, so I'm just going to give both answers. Not sure how he took it. If I remember, he sat away from us. It was kind of shitty to call him out. Would Howard have called out the black employee to get a black actor slash rapper to come in? Mm-hmm. I then asked him, also, did anyone call, after, um, call him out after to say that thing was entirely insane? He said, not really. Everyone walks on eggshells and is afraid to say or do anything. During the meeting, I called out Howard's hypocrisy and asked if he wanted us to book a list of guests. Will he try to convince some of his friends to come in like Steve Martin? So that and was he, kind uh, of interesting, he didn't, he, I thought.
0: Didn't he, he explained that, before, he'd, he'd said that before somewhere, I remember, and he said that he got upset with him for, for even suggesting it.
6: Oh, I mean, because you can't make sense of nonsense and no. you can't call him out on his, by the way, being gay and being transgendered is something completely different. So mm-hmm. when sexual, it's very important to understand this difference just because you're transgendered doesn't make you gay. It's not about sexuality, gender and sexuality are two separate um, facets
5: yeah. and
6: the fact he's calling out Mike Morales and saying, Well, you're gay. Why don't you do something with this transgender? Well, it's not only <laughs> fucking beyond harassment, it's just it's insulting. wrong. Yeah. It's workplace well, harassment and he's misguided.
0: Well, not only this, but just imagine you're Lana Wachowski and they go, and they go, hi, my name is Mike. High pitched, I'm my Mike Raul. and I'd like you to come be on the show. So they're first of all, they've they've not just chosen a guy whose high pitched voice is going to be a pitch man for you to come on the show, but they, they find out oh, they sent the gay guy to me. Why? Like okay, he maybe he happens to be gay, but he's also a high pitched guy with his eyes are, you know, in Greek we say stra- stravomati, and um, I mean. You nothing against Mike. I don't care. I don't care that his eyes are googly and whatever bullshit. But no, I understand if, if some, what you're saying. You know, you're going to put best foot forward. You would put someone who's put together, who looks, you know, a little more. I don't know, corporate, I suppose. And Mike or, doesn't look corporate.
6: If it's your show, Howard, you would call Lana Wachowski. You yeah. would put this effort in. Yeah. I mean, this is ridiculous.
0: Why an underling? Why an underling? Because number one, by the way, Lana Wachowski probably has way more money than wig. She's way richer and doesn't have to give a fuck about him and his show. So let's continue on. I, I just, this one just boggles my fucking mind. I still, even to this day, it's 2020. I can't understand except if it's just the whole transgender pitch. Cause he's fascinated with dressing up in drag and, you know, it's just a nuts anyway, Sam. Yeah. You were going to say,
6: and None of his celebrity friends call him out. Everyone can see this video now. One person in the press, besides you know, talking about the embarrassing tweet that's mm-hmm. saying to get fake fans. That was the big mm-hmm. headline from this. This should be the big headline.
0: Absolutely, this
6: workplace harassment. I mean, yes. what the hell is everyone yeah. deaf?
0: I think so.
2: You work for the Howard Stern show. Fuck Facebook. <laughs> You work for the Hollywood Dern show, and Facebook is bullshit, 500 people. We can reach millions right now. We can affect change.
4: Wait a minute, I wait a minute, wait a minute. all of minute.
2: us working, not just Mike. I thought of Mike because I follow him on Facebook, and I know he's passionate about this. But any passion can be pursued through our show.
0: Okay, so it literally said on there, Hi, bitch, Mike. I follow him on Facebook. Get Lana. <laughs> like he's got an in with her anyway.
6: I just thought he said that Facebook is interesting and can reach a lot like he was talking about Mike Morales's Facebook and how he's all he's doing things for gay rights and he should be, by the way, because Howard should should tell him what to do, right? Okay. Exactly exactly. Um, but now it's fuck Facebook
0: but try like we're, we're, anyway. I mean try what are try any- you
6: talking about?
0: Well, that's the same with fuck Twitter. Hey, let's make fake Twitter accounts and use it. Which is it? Uh, it's so it's so contradictory and so nonsensical it could only come from the brain of 79 let's call him 69 from now on i still think 79 is too high
6: actually in today's show which is so unfortunate that i was listening to it richard said the whack pack probably only has a couple iq points less than most of the staff <laughs> and that's like
4: I was, and there
6: was like, you could have a pin drop when that was said, because nobody's denying they're all a bunch of idiots. Yes, so they are. How are these people? Well, you could just tell from this PowerPoint, if this is the helm of if this is the guy steering the ship, could you imagine what the crew is like?
0: Yes. <laughs> Keep in mind, guys, that apparently, according, to, according to the red, Reddit mole, that um, Tracy Millman and Mike, High pitch Mike, f- quit without having jobs lined up. Right. This this was the year they actually not not long after this thing, they both left. That's how how much they hated being there, and you know most people like think in New York, unless you're moving, you've got something lined up, that's got to be incredibly stressful. But imagine how much more stressful the workplace that forced you to do that. It's unbelievable. So
2: let's come up with a strategy. David Bowie, new record comes out. Wow. My mind started racing. New record out from David Bowie. Who says more positive things about David Bowie
0: than me? This is a guy who was actually shitting on David Bowie pretty re- pretty regularly, semi regularly. And okay, he likes a couple of his songs. What is the real thing about David Bowie that he loves? That he came out? That he was sort of? Bi- he came out as bisexual way back when, and that he oh, dressed up wow. as a woman. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, what's the common thread in this?
6: What it's not... rock star didn't have an orgy and maybe suck a dick? Who cares?
0: <laughs> I guess so. And so, and so he, he, I think, I think he played the birthday show one time. They, so they paid Bowie to play at K-Rock, I believe it was and live, but he never did an interview and that was about it. That's as close as he could get. So he's always had a hard on to get Bowie, but at this point it's just to get that two hour interview and get sound bites out of him.
2: David Bowie, if he does an interview, he'll probably go on Letterman or some bullshit show like that, where they
0: don't. Have- <laughs> so he's he's talking about Letterman bullshit show like Letterman, a network television show. That's bullshit. Oh, Imagine okay. So so Letterman's hearing this. What's why isn't Letterman fucking calling him out on this?
6: I don't know. He had him on that uh, news or what? What is it that
0: uh, I don't know? The Netflix, the Netflix
6: interview yeah. show. Yeah, that boring know. bullshit.
0: I would have played him this. I would have said, so can you explain this, shithead?
6: Oh, my God. I know. Or Ellen. Why doesn't Ellen? While Beth is on with with nothing to say and really no life, high as a kite on cocaine, where she basically wasted the entire segment in one and then had nothing to say for the rest of it. Why right. don't you just say, well, you know what? Since you don't have anything to say, let me replay. Since you said you like my special so much, uh, Ellen looks like she's mad bad pussy. Her face yeah, looks exactly. like she's mad- Let's do that.
0: She, she should play the Gilbert reciting it on Artie's podcast. <laughs> that was great. A
2: fucking thing about David Bowie. I'm on here regularly talking about what a genius David Bowie is. Does David Bowie know it? No. How does David <laughs> Bowie find out about it? Well, maybe he'll subscribe to Satellite. I doubt it.
0: Again, no faith in Sirius, but yet he claims it's all oh they got so many listeners. Again, which is it, guys? If you have so many so much reach, what's the point of this?
2: There's gotta be an organized campaign. David Bowie's coming out with a new record. He he did it by surprise. Boom! Our fucking team is on him. He gets the pamphlet that Sirius helped us create. He gets the Howard TV donut right away. He gets it, his publicist gets it, his record company gets it, his management gets it.
0: Fucking Tony Visconti gets it. And Tony Visconti, I'm going to just hold on for a sec, Sam. Tony Visconti was, of course, a legendary producer. He worked with Thin Lizzy, Boomtown Rats. He worked with um, uh, Bowie, obviously, all those uh, Brian Eno records, and, and even, I think, Bowie's first record. So she's a legendary producer and did shitloads of work over the years with a lot of artists. So... It's it's kind of like again it's it's this reach around thing like hey scratch this guy's back and he'll get him in touch with them and this is how desperate we are to get him we'll you know go through like intermediaries to get through a fucking client who if he wants to do your show he'll fucking do it but you're not going to be able to get get to him this way yes Sam
6: play him a tape of me as his biggest fan that's how this, that's the last point of this okay Howard almost <laughs> smashes Bowie's guitar ten five nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. David Bowie's equipment was still sitting around late in the show. So Howard picked up his Fender guitar and started fooling around with it. He strummed it a few times, found it was out of tune, played it, and then suggested that someone smash it because Bowie didn't show up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's his biggest fan.
6: <laughs> yeah. He's
0: such a he's such a little he's such a little fucking pussy.
6: Uh he, he later oh, decided more? Yeah, he later decided to give Bowie's guitar away in a contest. So if he was his biggest fan, wouldn't he take the guitar?
0: Would he be hang it built, up? Wouldn't he put it in glass?
6: Yeah, could you imagine? I mean, just I, th- this is how you know he's so full of shit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He
6: gave it away in a contest. <laughs>
0: See if that was if that was a true fan would absolutely like jerk off on that guitar. He would like w- treat it with kid gloves. He put on gloves and you know like wrap it in a diaper and and like w- pray to it or something. I've never been like that with um with paraphernalia and stuff. But it would be worth something first of all. And if he was really a fan, he would never let anybody near it. No. Yeah. So I don't get it. I really don't fucking get it. It's it's a combination of hubris right now because he thinks he's hot shit. And it's that conflict that we were discussing. He knows he's not reaching anybody, but this is like grasping at straws, really desperation at this point.
2: Visconti, his producer is a friend of our show. He's a friend of the court. We've done Tony Visconti on the show many times. We send those materials to Tony Visconti. We don't call up a record company or David Bowie's management and say, "Uh, would you like to do the show? And then when we get our first no, we give up and say, fuck it. And we never had a mom. Play him
0: the tape of me. Jesus. This
6: is yeah, play play me- him the tape of... Play him the tape of him acting like a petulant child giving away his guitar.
0: How's it different than leave Britney alone <laughs> on YouTube? <laughs> Just try to make it so, viral.
6: This inspiration has way flown out the window. You yeah, got me... Maybe- A minute and a half of inspiring. So everyone should be excited about this. Harass everyone, motherfuckers, or we're done.
0: And not only that, he's got a picture of Bowie from the film Labyrinth on the thing. (laughs) I don't know why this is so... I don't know what the correlation is.
2: We need to have A-list guests.
0: Oh, sorry, one sec.
2: This is what we need to do. We need to have A-list guests once a week. That's
0: how you get them. <laughs> That's how you Neil get them. Neil
2: Young ongoing project.
0: That's how you get them, by stalking them and sending them swag and trying to bribe them with the cheapest possible manner you can. Yes, Sam, you were going to say.
6: How's that working for you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, let's see what We've Neil we had Young Alec
6: goes. Baldwin on for the 200th fucking 200. time since.
0: Yes, and David Spade at least twice this year.
2: I don't know. I talk about who's talking about Neil Young on a daily basis. What what media figure? I can't think
0: of one. It's me. Who the fuck cares about Neil Young? Really? The only time he was uh, sort of in the news in the last, you know, the, the usual music rags always run shit about him. But he did that Sonos thing. Do you remember? He was doing his own type of like um,
4: yeah.
0: or Pono's, whatever the fuck it was called. I don't know. Um, it was his own kind of media, like a his beat his beats by you know right. by neil young basically and i think it went under i'm not 100 percent sure but otherwise who gives a fuck about this old codger nobody
6: i don't care One, i and again not understanding your audience we never gave a shit about these people
0: no <laughs> we wait till we have leslie west come in and i love mountain we but... want to in
6: 2013 we want to get an update from billy west bring him yeah. in we want yeah, to see absolutely. what the fuck Artie is doing. Drag absolutely. him up from a fucking park bench. Fuck off. Like, yeah.
0: All this Neil Young, this horseshit.
2: I'm blowing this guy on the air every single day, practically. Does he know it? Does he get copies of it? He should be bombarded.
6: He, he be almost up- looked like he was going to charge the audience. He was going to be <laughs> <Yeah>. bombarded. <laughs>
0: sorry you were gonna say he looks like he's gonna (laughs) leap into the audience yeah
6: like what was that little pivot i got nervous for a second i was like shit he's either gonna break a hip or run out into the crowd
0: yeah it's i think bob d when we do the next npd episode we might touch on it a little bit because this we usually when we do those episodes we have to we discuss the most recent stuff we've recorded and this is part of it but he it's it's all pure emotion this pr- this presentation and don't if all the best presentations you've ever seen, they're very professional. The person doesn't get heated. He's nothing but anger on this.
6: Yeah, if, if the emotion isn't anything but anger, if it had some heart to it, I'd say, yeah. sure, it's all uh, piss and vinegar.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and semen.
2: happened organically, they'd hear about it. Satellite, it's a closed system. Howie TV, closed system. Neil Young shouldn't be able to shit without hearing somebody talking about me.
0: <laughs> Again, it's about it's about him. Like why like you want Neil Young, but he's gotta hear about you. Did you get that? He shouldn't yeah. be able to shit without hearing about me. Why aren't and eventually Neil Young did come in, but it was like think I'd say two years after this. And that was probably because he was doing the promotion for that sound stuff. So Sam's Sam's if you anybody wondering Sam is grabbing her face with both hands and she's looking at it like the same way um, what's her name Jamie Lee Curtis was looking at the window in Halloween.
6: <laughs> I kind of believe everything in life is a system in uh, in some sort of way a pattern a system and especially in your day or your routine or your career you kind of figure out how things work and how they work well, especially if you're doing something for a really long time. Now, Howard had a successful system despite, I don't know if it was just pure luck or we, we can speculate on this at a different time, but why take a successful system Mm-hmm. And throw it all out the window with no plan in sight and pure anger. I mean, this is just absolute insanity to me. Mm-hmm. This is not even a plan. Mm-hmm. This is just pure emotion and no outlay for how you plan on achieving this differently. You're already mm-hmm. successful. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand. Why is he pouring fucking water all over the uh Keyboard, you know what I mean. Like, what is he doing right now?
2: Why did Neil choose? Why didn't Neil choose us? <clears throat> I think I saw Neil on John Stewart. Uh, this is me sitting back in that room. Remember that picture in my my room and, yes. the, and the
6: sheets of paper.
0: Yes, become rage, David. <laughs> we know that. We know that fucking nutty room you were in. Yes, Sam.
6: So that room with the pieces of paper he's talking about was supposed to be inspiration, and he was saying in the beginning of the video this is what I do to prepare for the show you should take note learn something from me and try this on your own but Mm -hmm. now he's basically saying this is the scribe of an insane person in anger basically ferociously writing his pissed off memoir do you know yeah. what I'm saying? The, the no, message of what that was supposed to be completely has been now different.
0: Right. He didn't respond in a way of thinking, okay, la- thinking uh, proactively and saying, okay, I want to get certain amount of shows, certain type of material out there now. I want to change my show to suit this kind of demographic, blah, blah, blah. He goes, fuck, why is that asshole on that fucking show? And he's not on my fucking show. Fuck him fuck john fuck neil young that's what he's really saying he can't say it even here he doesn't want to say it but that's what's really on his mind how dare that person not do my fucking show and that's the title why did neil not choose us not how can we get neil to come on this show more regularly right it's not very it's not a very positive message he's giving
6: no and his preparation in order to try to game plan to do these things So when he was thinking about how he's going to approach these guests, those big whiteboards in the giant science project room with all the sconces lit up were supposed to be the game plan. Well, where is it? What did those actually say?
0: And he actually, this is another moment, it's coming up, but it's another moment where he actually complains about uh, the plugging situation, but then lot, it go backtracks and says, he didn't give him a plug. Well, he gave him one plug. <laughs> it's like, which is it, you fucking idiot?
2: I kept writing shit like this down, to the point of the, the seething with anger. Angry at myself, angry with this crew, because we're not doing this stuff. Now we're going to do it. He chose John Stewart over us. I guarantee you, John Stewart hasn't spent a minute talking about Neil Young on the air.
4: Yep.
6: Why would John Stewart be talking about Neil Young? He runs The Daily Show. If Neil Young, I don't know, happened to be doing something political at the time, fine. What does Mm -hmm. that have to do with John Stewart?
0: Well, the beyond that, John Stewart was. What was the network John Stewart show was on? Was it? It wasn't Comedy Central. Comedy Central. Central? Was it? Okay, Comedy Central's not. I mean, I know they're reasonably big now. They've they've become bigger over the years, but it's a TV show ultimately, and TV will always win out over a fucking glorified podcast unless you are Joe Rogan, Mark Maron, all the big ones, right? Kumia. Kumia's is a big enough show to go on and do.
6: Yeah, and. So. I, I, I don't understand too. Like, uh, by the way, John Stewart put comedy. Unlike you, Howard, John Stewart and Dave Chappelle put Comedy Central on the map. Mm-hmm. The Daily Show and the Chappelle Show and the roasts put Comedy Central in a league that was completely different from ten years prior. Before that, they were doing it. You know what I'm yep. saying? I don't Absolutely. understand where he's going with this.
0: Nope.
2: John gave him one plus. Not going give him, Gave him one plug. Same when uh, I watch rock stars go on there. One plug, and he's gone.
0: Well, you're only generally supposed to get one plug. I don't know what he's thinking. Like they're gonna put a jacket on that says, "Watch his new show." Watch his new show. And on his eyelids, "Watch his new show." You know, it's 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 not. It, first of all, and the other thing is, he's horrible with plugs. He's never been worse with plugs than his in his life. Would you remember the old days when they had proper sponsors, they would plug something at least three times any inter- interview they go go to something you know whatever he's really horrendously bad with plugs so that's not a, an incentive that's no incentive
6: it's also a smaller segment of time i yes. mean you're talking about seven minutes versus two hours
0: yes <laughs> You imagine John seven minutes of plugging and then gets one minute of interview like that's that's what he's supposed to do. And but that's the other thing. Howard's got an hour and something and he doesn't do more than one plug. I mean, just certain interviews specifically like that Robert Plant interview. He didn't even mention the new fucking album until the guy was out the door. I think I I mentioned this before.
6: How big is your (laughs) cock? Is Jimmy Cage the love of your life?
0: he, He just wanted an hour and a half of fucking Led Zeppelin talk and the guy's promoting a new album in 2017. (laughs)
6: <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake.
0: This is after the summit, guys. Keep in mind, like, this is the whole point. Like, that's the kind of guest he wanted. Uh, he wanted these dinosaur rock legends to come in, whatever. Paul McCartney's been in since on Zoom, and I think he's been in on since... Uh, he's done a couple interviews, I think, including that Zoom. And I don't know. Did he really plug him that much? I don't think so.
2: But Neil Young doesn't have any, you know... Management's like, yeah, it Stern's dangerous or whatever. Oh, yeah, they can't. They're not even thinking about us. We're not on their radar. We got to be on their radar. He doesn't know what we do. He doesn't know that we can offer him a live concert at one of those uh, <laughs> things that they did for Bon Jovi yesterday on Sirius.
0: Now this is what I don't understand. How is that an incentive? He, we can offer him a live concert. No, you mean you can offer him the space to do a live concert. Who gives a shit? He could do a live concert at his house. I mean, Yeah, can do and a get paid
6: $100,000 $100, for it. You know exactly. what I mean? I mean, this is what, insane.
0: What kind of incentive is that? You can bring your guitar and play for us.
6: <laughs> what is this, fucking camp?
0: <laughs> we'll let you play.
6: We can leverage using all of
2: Sirius with a recording of us. We bribe them. We offer them stuff. We find out what appeals to them.
0: We bribe them. <laughs> Here's some Bowling Spring water. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs>
6: We bribe them, and look at this franticness. He's pacing so oddly, too. By the way, is more manic and crazed as he looks and starts getting these paces are just, just very odd. And he he's talking in a speed that's faster than his brain is going. So oh, now yeah. he's saying, "We we." Yeah, he could come in the thing, and we we bribe him.
0: (laughs) But I love how it's written there. Bribe them. Offer them. (laughs) Just offer them. Offer them what? Your firstborn?
6: He would (laughs) in a heartbeat. What are you kidding? Emily's (laughs) in her fucking potty (laughs) in the back of the limo. Take her.
0: Find out what appeals to them. Okay.
6: We
2: have to become part of their marketing strategy. That's what professional organizations do. We say to them, what do you need? Here's what
6: we think we can offer. <laughs> Eddie has never done my show.
0: Okay. I, I know I want to talk about this for a minute, but please, Sam, go ahead.
6: Think about what we can offer. How about I want a cup of coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong.
0: <laughs> not happening. <laughs> Breakfast does not await, by the way. I'd like uh, an
6: Eggo. <laughs> <laughs> not happening.
0: <laughs> can I have some water? Um, yeah, no, not really.
6: Um, um, some locks to go with my bagels. Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they took of, those home. They're out of our price range. Would you like some cupcakes? They've only been half eaten by Benji. Um, okay, so Eddie Vetter. Eddie Vetter from Pearl Jam has notoriously been press anti press for a long fucking time. It's not new. It wasn't new in 2013. It's not new now. But this idea that he's gonna come up with here. Get materials to Natalie Maines from the fucking Dixie Chicks. Okay. Ask her to get to him. Show Eddie the lead singer from Soundgarden on her show. This is like the desperation you get when you're trying whatever you can to get this girl to date you and she just won't. She's like, listen, I have a I have a Corvette <laughs> you know and you you know I got leather interior and uh, it's gassed up and ready to go. But you don't really I'm have trying... much to offer
6: I'm actually looking at this, reading this and trying to think of desperation in my life that I've witnessed or in myself. And it kind of reminds me of, okay, or older, you know what? It's like older guys who wanted to go out with some girls in our group of friends and would offer to buy us beer when we were in high school, you know what I mean? Like they're just bribing us like, Hey, listen, I'll pick you guys up. I'll take you to the dance and I'll buy you a six pack. Uh, okay. Sounds fine. (laughs)
4: Like, you know what I mean?
6: I guess so. Don't expect anything. And we're going to ditch you the second we get there.
0: (laughs) In my hometown, there was a guy and there's always, every hometown has everybody's town has one of these people. They, they will simply ask out every single girl to go home and set and fuck them. Until he finds one, and does not have the does not have like the embarrassment factor of wanting to stick your head in the sand when you get shot down the first time, you know, Has, <laughs> oh
4: my god,
0: and literally would find the drunkest like drunkest four in the bar at the end of the night who would say yes sir I'll go with you and get it <laughs> and be proud of it like that's how desperate, but the town's so small that everybody knows that's your move and it's only like last chance saloon. Stern at this point in 2013, 2000 fucking 20 is last chance saloon. And he's not aware of it as we've spoken of in, in the previous installments of this uh, breakdown.
6: I mean, you listen to this and then you see where it is now. I, Mm -hmm. it's beyond last chance. He doesn't realize he's on a respirator in the ICU
0: well just as a just as a a business point of from a business point of view, what would you have done to change if you were a marcy let's say you were Marcy and you had a brain in your head and you knew of a spelling and you know you you could knew you could put a proper presentation together. What would you recommend to him at this point? I have a couple ideas that I would have done go ahead
6: okay, so whatever you were doing that was successful and Brings about and you can even garner what was the most successful by looking at the views of old clips Mm -hmm. on Stern on YouTube, which one garners the most hits, what has Mm -hmm. the most positive comments. There's actually a record without even you trying. You -hmm. don't even have to send out one of those Arbitron ratings or surveys. It's all there Mm -hmm. on YouTube. Or right. social media. So why did that work? What made that work? It's not that hard to find out. And whatever those things are that worked, go back to those basics.
0: Well, he's not going to like hearing this. And I know it's going to get back to him at some point. But the fact is, when my first channel was up and I had about 14,000 subs, uh, that was just my random Stern clips, The top of the top 10 most viewed, and we're talking well over, like, like half a million hits and stuff, they the t- about six of the top ten were all arty clips, arty based clips. What does that tell you?
6: It tells you you need a comedian.
0: Yeah, and then the other uh, three or four were, you know, let's say, um, how, how, what would I say? Um, staff fights, something like that. Staff fights or an infamous, um, like blow up or whatever it was might've been already not already versus Teddy, but something like the hack pack versus I don't, not already based, but definitely a fight. So it's not him interviewing fucking jewel. It's not him interviewing Natalie Maines It's not him in, him interviewing anybody. Wasn't in the top 10 is kind of my point. So using that as a metric and not because I had only already material I had stuff from the decades past. It was really old stuff, newer stuff. So that's, you're right. That's one way. Changing the dates. He's Monday to Wednesday. Wouldn't you get him to work five days a week at that point or at least get him to change the dates to later in the week?
6: Yeah, it's not like his life requires these certain select three days on, three days off or you know what I'm saying. He could easily rearrange that and his life would be the same no matter what.
0: Yeah, he's not changed like his lifestyle doesn't really change uh, aesthetically. And it's not like he needs the weekend specifically, like he's got something planned where he's going to go, I'm going to this party on the 5th. Like they don't get invited anywhere, first of all. There are no premiers. He doesn't want to go out. So what's the point? Make it Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right?
6: Yeah, everybody knows your Hampton beard goes alone anyway.
0: Yeah, exactly. To, you know, bullshit. I talk more about Pearl Jam, again, more than John Stewart
2: more than David Letterman, more than Jimmy Kimmel, Eddie Vedder, oh, we can't get him. What do you mean we can't get him? We know Natalie Mayne. She's a friend of the court. Let's get the materials to Natalie and say, would you pass these on to Eddie personally?
0: Okay, now again, once the thing, one, uh, before you go into it, Sam, the metric he's using is network TV shows, and he doesn't understand he ain't network t- TV. Even if those guys only get ratings of... I looked it up in 2013. They were all looking at like 3 million tops, 3 million each one and a half million viewers, whatever the demo, but it's TV. That's what he's not understanding. Yes, Sam.
6: Why doesn't Jimmy, uh, say fuck you and just stop being friends with him at this point or David Letterman. I mean, once this got leaked and you know, he watched this, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, he watched this. Yep. He still does that thing where he goes on a zoom meeting with him during all of this. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this dynamic unless there's some sort of apology, unless there's something they have on them on these people.
0: You've said that before the that only you think
6: I've said, I've you... said that before that there must be something that they have on certain people for them to keep putting up with this shit. Otherwise, I don't (laughs) understand it one bit. It's a fucking two-bit radio guy. Nobody's feeling some sort of um, drive or some sort of obligation to go on the Opie podcast. Why is that? Uh, He was very famous and everything like that. Why Stern?
0: I, I wonder about that myself because I don't think it's any kind of dirt. I think with Jimmy, it's strictly blind allegiance to a guy that he thinks is like he treats him like he, he treated Don Rickles. The difference is Rickles was actually talented and Rickles was a nice person. Why doesn't Kimmel, after all this, especially the Scott the Engineer stuff, why wouldn't you tell him, that's fucked up, dude? You didn't have a half, like a half a, like hundred K to fucking give to your employee who was on the balls with his fucking ass. And his wife in, you know, dying of cancer, you could have made their lives easier a little bit. And there's no way and, he didn't know about that.
6: Of course. And Jimmy knew everything about the ins and outs of the show. So then the other train of thought I had, if he doesn't have dirt on these people and he has those continuous rotative kind of idols or people like the Kimmel and Letterman, Alec mm-hmm. Baldwin, maybe if it's not dirt, maybe it's their bad people too. And I don't maybe they are similar ilk, you know, like birds of the feather flock together type shit. Maybe there's some sort of phoniness, falsehood, shittiness about them Mm -hmm. that it's not as bad as Wiggy, but maybe there's something to that.
0: Maybe. I mean, yeah, in terms, in terms of camel, I think it's just pure uh, adulation that it's, he's an idol of his, but uh, letterman would be more like a peer and he's, you know, a bit of a, and recluse and all these things as well but uh there might be something of that i don't think letterman's a particularly good person i doubt it um when compared to wig but um why he continues to do it i think it's for a lark i think he thinks fuck him and he knows he's irrelevant it's almost like throwing him a bone
2: play tape of me on the air talking about eddie and singing along to jeremy spoke
0: <laughs> jeremy spoke Show a
2: tape from Howard TV. I think the the video is strong. Of the lead singer of Soundgarden, that guy when he was on. Those guys respect each other. Someone's got to sit down and think this through. And we're going to be doing that in
0: 2013. (laughs) Getting the name of the song wrong is not the way to get the pitch across. (laughs) Do you you imagine... (laughs) (laughs) Pearl Jam looking at this go, man, you know, did we ever write a song called Jeremy Spoke? No. Uh, Was that a B-side? Yeah. And so, okay, so the whole thing is like, let's try to strong arm people, essentially. That's his approach. Let's strong arm people into fucking and guilt trip them into doing our show. Incentivize them. Do whatever we can. Whatever the carrot is. But there's no... The bottom line is, if they don't want to do your show ever, there's nothing you can do to make them want it. Unless you've got pictures of fucking Kevin Bacon in, you know, panties, wins panties, and, uh, you know, like J. Edgar Edgar Hoover was blackmailed by the mob for years into saying there was no mafia. Yeah. Anyway, so this one, Kevin Bacon. Gotta love Kevin Bacon.
2: So, uh, Kevin Bacon was on. Kevin Bacon, (laughs) Wait. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to watch Kevin's show, but now I am. I really liked him on the Howard Stern show. Well, why wouldn't every publicist in the fucking world receive copies of every tweet? There were tons of tweets, tons of email. Fred compiles this email all the time. All this positive stuff that comes in should be put on a very attractive-looking flyer, folder, Jenny Hut does it. She
0: doesn't. Okay, before we go into that, I'm sorry to cut it off, guys. Sam desperately wants to say something, and I do too. Go ahead.
6: I'm in shock at how stupid he is right now. I, mm-hmm. I first of all, every positive tweet should be on a flyer. That's it. Okay what is this elementary school in 95 when like, here's your weekly folder of all the things that are going on at school and the best things we're going to send home in your family folder. Like, what is this?
0: We're, when you, it's
6: <laughs> 2013. I cannot even believe this is his strategy.
0: Were you in like, when, when you remember in the second grade or third grade when they made you write Valentine's to each other in class?
6: Oh, and I the fucking other, hated that.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. It's like, Fred is compiling the only positive emails he can because he knows his boss doesn't want to fucking read that. The mandate at that point was something like, okay, don't piss off Howard. You think Fred is going to take all the negative stuff, which by by that point there were shitloads. There was at least 50-50 at that point. The, he, he, never, he used to read the negative ones on, on the air, the negative messages, negative letters and stuff. There, at this point, there's no the positive ones are bullshit or so few and far between that he's basing it on a lie. Like he's basing it on.
6: So in the one clip, he and Julie were talking about tan mom and, uh, Julie said, is there any positive email? And Howard said, well, if there isn't any, we just make them up. I just make them up.
3: I forgot about that.
6: I was like, that was—I uh, forgot—a couple years ago when he yeah. when they had that conversation because it was on Sternthology last week mm-hmm. when that quote happened and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, so he said, "Just make up email." So clearly, they're making up email, and basically, if you put in negative emails, it makes the positive ones sound more genuine. If there's no negative. It's only, it's not funny. You're not building yourself up to be anything but a phony, and everyone mm. can sense that disingenuine fraud right in front of them.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, this that's I guess that's part of the problem. He's actually doing this summit for a cr- a crew of workers that know he's full of shit inherently. They just know it, and so what kind of enthusiasm are you going to have for a boss that number one, he's not incentivizing them to do this. It's not like high pitch Mike is going to get a bonus. If he lands Lana Wachowski, it's not like, Correct. um, it's not there's like, no you know,
6: incentive
0: to pace it. They're not going to get financially remunerated for this. So uh, it's, it's, it's retarded. I mean, I'm sorry, guys, uh, there's, there has to be a reason if it was based on like producers. Okay. Uh, I'm going to plug one of our buddies. Uh, James Santiago has got a, um, uh, he's got a podcast called Turnbuckle Tabloid, I believe, and uh, it's wrestling stuff, but he had KC on and he interviewed him. It was a good interview. He he really carried him through. Um, he uh, let him answer his fucking questions, unlike some places uh, that really just, you know, stomp on guests like Wiggy. And he explained that as a producer, in case he was a producer, he was Jason, he was Will, basically. Um, Before, uh, and I think before them, I think they might have been interns and then they became producers, quote unquote. He said he was only making $23,000 as a producer, as an associate producer on the fucking show. Can you imagine that in New York?
6: Well, this is my point, that even if he gives this presentation, Right. What are the incentives to do these now somewhat kind of crafted strategies he's throwing out here in this PowerPoint? Mm-hmm. What are you going to get from this? What is the pay structure? What are the bonuses? What are the kickbacks for doing what you're asking? Or here's, here's what it is. More yeah. fear. More control. Yep. And everything is the same profitability-wise. And you That's might right. lose your job. That's absolutely insane. They should have all realized, and this is what I wish every single one of them would do on the show, and I'm not just saying this for Stern, but anybody, know your worth and realize when you're essential to something, you have the power.
4: Absolutely. So you
6: can organize yourselves, demand, demand, what you want from them, make clear demands. And if you don't have those demands met, walk the fuck out. Because yeah. he needs you more than you need him.
0: Absolutely. And that's, that's Jackie's mistake. He was not able to mobilize Robin, Jackie, uh, sorry, uh, Fred, and uh, Bowie. But I think those three ultimately knew they were unemployable outside of that show on a, on a base level. Jackie had some kind of worth. And had they all decided we're all leaving... He would have had no, he would have felt, he would have been so fearful, he would have been resentful deep down, but he would have paid them what they fucking wanted, absolutely, to keep them then.
6: Let, fuck him, let him resent them. If Robin would have got, and this is why I dislike Robin so much, if Robin would have got on board with any one of those moves, power moves for the staff to get Mm -hmm. what they want, things would have been so much different and nobody would be sitting here looking at this fucking insanity. Yeah,
0: Absolutely.
2: She had half of you working on her show. All of those tweets about Kevin show should have been sent to every major publicist in the country. Look what's going on for Kevin Bacon as a result of our show. They don't know about this
0: stuff. That's kind of the point, though. Twitter is something people independently seek out. You don't send actively Twitter like praise to publicists. It's about as desperate as what i just talked about the dude in the nightclub asking every single person to fuck him before he finally lands one so it's 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 sad now that i think about it it really is sad this whole summit thing because you're really seeing the delusions of a demented senile or going senile 79 iq madman who's got npd up the fucking ass so who gives a fuck about kevin
6: bacon
0: I like Kevin Bacon. I like I liked uh, my uh, what was the wife his wife's show? It wasn't the pro, it wasn't profiler. What was it called? Um, oh
6: yeah, uh, I watched that. Uh, well, she
0: had the southern uh, accent. My wife loved it. It became uh, Major I Crimes, to... but it was something else.
6: I know, uh, Kira Sedgwick, and it's uh...
0: the 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 no, not, not pro... Kira
6: Sedgwick. What's her name? Kira. Yeah, that is
0: Keira... that's that's correct. Not uh, uh... not the profiler, but it was something like that.
6: Yeah, I used to watch too. Your wife and I like that. There's a lot of the same shows. I noticed.
0: <laughs> she she's really the TV person. I'm more into movies. But every now and then, that one I did like because I liked that the cast was really good in that. So anyway, this is where he goes into real uh, weird real wig metrics that are just retarded. Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. Sorry, go ahead. You know,
6: what I, you know, I was just thinking of. <laughs> You know how in the movie Footloose, it just never made sense to me why dancing was banned in the first place. Like the whole plot is just so fucking insane. The town it that is. doesn't dance, the right. da- the town that doesn't dance makes more sense than this.
0: <laughs> I think so. Yeah, the pl- yeah that plot was there was more thought went into that plot. Letterman,
2: Leno, Fallon, Kimmel combined don't have as many listeners. Do you, do you look at the ratings; they're growing. About the Tonight Show, the Tonight Show has about two million viewers.
6: Now I gotta cut loose.
2: (laughs) If we in fact do have 23 million paid subscribers and what they say is that.
0: Okay, hold on. If we do in fact, if we do in fact means he's already admitting he doesn't know. This is all nonsense. And I just went into the metrics for you guys. The average Tonight Show at that uh, in, in uh, 2013 got like three, three point two million, and then it went down further for Letterman, you know, or vice versa, and then Colbert, uh, not Colbert, um, uh, what's his name, Kimmel, and then Conan. They all kind of they combined. I don't know if they that they had ten million listeners watching late night TV. Okay, that's about it. So 10, 10 million watchers uh, instead. He, we did this Arbitron thing. We talked about it. Doesn't even have at this point probably like less he doesn't even have 200,000 regular listeners per day we know it's way less in 2020 it has to be
6: oh you're being gracious
0: i'm saying it has to if he i I believe if he has more than 50,000 regular listeners i would be surprised per day agreed yeah so it's so minimal as to as to be embarrassing uh so he's going to go on and explain the Wig mass.
2: You can double that amount in terms of who listens, that the average family has two people listening to the radio. And if, in fact, we even have forty to anywhere between 40 and 60% of those radios tuned to us, we beat all these guys. Do publicists know that? No. Do they believe it? No. Are we going to convince them? Yes, that's what we're doing in 2013. 23 million paying customers. And I'm going to say 60%. <laughs>
0: I don't know if that's exactly right, but that's what publicists should hear. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't know. This if it's is right. just
6: <laughs> just throw some double Number. digit numbers on the screen and just let's keep going. No and need to chart. check. Yeah, <laughs> no need to check facts. I'm fucking not. That's not even a pie chart for what he's saying. By the way, no, no, it just it n- it's just some graphic. It's in. Yeah, it's uh clip art. Yeah, it, ridiculous. First of all, there's something so interesting about the fact back when he was super popular, I remember listening to, um, I think it was a special about him, and they said the listeners listened longer than anyone because they just wanted to hear what he had to say next, even Mm -hmm. if they hated or loved him. Mm -hmm. And they gave the amount of time that they were listening and the people who hated him listened longer than the people who loved him, which was actually really interesting. Mm -hmm. But they gave hard facts and numbers to those facets. Now, if that was when you were your most successful and you can track that so concretely, why the fuck are you even putting this up? I mean, just track it.
0: Well, the thing is, he knows how many listeners he has. He, at this point, he does know, and so does Sirius. And that, like, this is that's why I don't understand why they gave him that last contract. In 2015, I don't understand why they gave him more money. I would have just cut him loose. But they didn't have a replacement. They needed some kind of figurehead. Uh, I don't know if they've found that yet. Like, you know, the anchor store in a mall, I've always said, like Sears or, you know, um, I'm trying to think of an American equivalent Um you know, uh, like a grocery <laughs> store, Price Chopper, I don't know, Costco, whatever. At the end, Costco is usually their own building. I know, bad analogy, guys. I don't live in the states, but um, something that draws people into per- parking, and you walk through, and you go buy something somewhere else. But they they use that because you know it's a, it's it's supposed to be a draw, and that's his draw. We've got Howard Stern. We got this, but his name still at that point meant something. I get it but now it means nothing. So, if he does get re-signed, which a lot of people are asking us, do you think he's going to be? I don't think so. Um it'll just he they've got his they got his archives, they don't need him. Yes, Sam.
6: So, if this was the strategy in 2013, there can't possibly be any way to re-sign him unless it's a significant pay cut, staff cut. I mean, it's going to unless they are absolutely moronic.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: ...have it ingrained in them, but they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you fucking love Brad Pitt. Big deal. What good's that doing me?
0: Did you hear the laughter? Everybody, everybody got this graphic of Brad Pitt and Richard Christie. He's washed out, but... They're laughing because, again, it's a gay angle. This shirtless picture of Brad Pitt and Richard Christie. Oh, you Christie, call that
6: laughing? I call that nervous. That's like
0: that's polite, when they, they...
6: nervous laughter. Like everybody's so in shock. That they yeah. see this and they're like, okay, I get to emode something right now. It's going to be some nervous titter, like some nervous pittering. <laughs> and then it's like, you want to laugh at that? Well, guess what? It's not well, funny.
0: <laughs> well, not only that, but it's uh, to me it sounds like they all know their boss is a fucking panelero. If, that's for our Brazilian folks. That means fruit um, and Portuguese. Now, the, that's, that's, you're right. It's nervous laughter, but it's also knowing nervous laughter. They know that this is insane. And this is getting up there. And the clip they see is strategy. Richard Christie writes a letter to Brad Pitt about Kansas. Um, Brad Pitt, is he from Kansas?
6: <laughs> I believe so. I don't know. Who gives a sure. fuck? This is retarded.
0: <laughs> what's, what's a joke writer and a phony phone caller going to say to a fucking movie star? You to know get what? Him
6: in? <laughs> Think about all the stalkers who've written fan letters. <laughs>
0: Jody Foster. Ah. <laughs> you like, I, I mean, shot Reagan. I'm so going to shoot Don Imus approach. for you.
6: <laughs> right? Like, that's your approach?
0: Don, Don Buckwald must have been with a cigar and fucking Kuvazier watching this laughing his fucking ass off when he had phony found out about it. He had to oh have been. Oh,
6: God. I hope he got shithead drunk.
0: if they ever wanted to roast him just play this video just go to the friars club and show this video and sell popcorn
2: (laughs) you said it on the air why don't you write him a letter but of course we're going to hand it into this core group of people the strategists but you're going to be major in getting me brad Pitt on the air talk about how inspired you were when you were sitting in kansas and you saw a guy from Kansas make it. That you were ridiculed because you had posters of Brad Pitt on your wall. You were ridiculed on our show. And, and that day that you started crying or something in the studio was phenomenal.
0: What he's talking about, guys, by the way, is something about interview with the vampire. He, he, he and his buddy we were both fans of Brad Pitt or something. And they would, when they were living away from each other, they would watch a movie at the same time and be in different theaters and just kind of think about each other, which is already kind of gay in itself. And, um, I mean, just wanting to watch a Brad Pitt film as a man, I'm sorry, Sam.
6: I get that. Like I have, um, cousins who I am really close with that. Anytime I I'm flipping channels through TV and I see a, an Adam Sandler movie, we like know every line. I will start just texting them lines from the movie and we'll go okay. back and forth for like half an hour with just straight movie lines. And it's okay. it's it's amusing.
0: Well, yeah, but it's not like you're not gonna cry over an Adam Sandler film. No,
6: not a fucking chance. <laughs> Send it to him. We got video, to, we got
2: a fucking vi- we have a television channel that records all of it. Brad Pitt should see that. Uh-huh. And you write him and say, "Mr. Pitt, I need you to come in here and defend
0: me." <laughs> <laughs> I know, guys. I shouldn't laugh what a at a cock
6: smoking moron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also, look at the juxtaposition of wig right next to that picture of Brad Pitt. <laughs> could he there be looked... a more? Could there be oh. a more like more opposite? Example of opposite physiques.
6: <laughs> <laughs> he really looks like what happens when you have... <laughs> He looks like a cerebral palsy, like, stand up for the first time. I'm going to heal you.
0: He slouched over. He looks, this is like those old Charles Atlas ads where they'd have that kid in the beach getting sand kicked in his face. And then (laughs) he's a muscle guy. Look at this Charles Atlas course. I can look like this and I'll I'll knock the bully out.
2: (laughs) I want you on the show. And our uh. core group
6: of strategists <laughs> are going to get that letter in. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> My favorite, there's a couple of favorites I have in Thriller. But when I watch that video and I see them like just coming out of the grave.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's the one with it's the, just, the blood, what looks black blood like coming like out of him. his mouth. Yeah. Basically.
6: Yeah, it really does.
0: <laughs> coming out of the manhole. Yeah. No pun intended.
6: Look at what we
2: have at our disposal. Think about it. We have a complete archive of memorabilia of newscasters saying
0: memorabilia what 's the memorabilia that 's that a draw look you can look you can Brad Pitt if you come in, you can actually use the jackie puppet
6: <laughs> look at our archives. We have <laughs>
0: We have private parts, air fresheners.
6: <laughs> oh my God. I Dennis, mean, seriously. Dennis DeMarco, then...
0: Dennis DeMarco has an archive bigger than weeks. <laughs> <Wings. laughs> he's a buddy on our Facebook page. He's going to, he's helping us out with some uh, older clips. He's a, he's amazing. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Tim.
6: And in, in the beginning, he also said, or er, he's going to say, get rid of all of our Jeff, the drunk whack pack pictures change everything but yeah. now it's look at all of our archives look what we have okay we're going to edit them all out and play only things from 2015 and up going yeah. forward but fine yeah, exactly I don't I, how by the way he just said write a letter to Brad Pitt so <laughs> why, fan, I mean fan
0: letter. <laughs> write it in blood
6: <laughs> you just make think. it mean something come on that letter <laughs>
2: And we're, forget our Howard 100 News for 2nd I'm talking about the video archive contains video of newscasters around the country. Whenever we do something great or something wild or something about a celebrity, it gets on the news. Can you imagine a publicist receiving a bunch of those edited together and...
0: Can you imagine someone receiving <laughs> an email from a J.D. Harmeyer saying Howard was mentioned at a baseball game in, in Missouri or whatever the fuck?
6: <laughs> I was just gonna say, send them a donut of Baba Booey every golf game.
0: <laughs> Which you know totally happens now at the U.S. at the uh, at the fucking uh, you know what at the Masters. You know, it's it's not yeah. He in Happy Gilmore. He thinks he thinks he is Happy Gilmore at this point. He thinks he's that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that kind of idolatry cheering him on.
2: Donut. Today, uh, you know, so and so was on the show, and boom, 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 boom. Whoa, what's going on with the Howard Stern Show? <laughs> I get these. Beth videos, crushes
6: it. No else... What's going on? <laughs> she yeah. took a picture with her frumpy ass in a cat suit. Whoa. <laughs> i
2: seeing them. We have newscasters around the country talking about the Howard Stern Show. Even when Howard Stern signs with America's Got Talent, it was major news. Let the public see how important that is. We have an articles archive. We can pull and make these pamphlets up, these email lists. If people would go into the
6: archives. He's everything... right now.
0: <laughs> What's that? Oh, you're you looking <laughs> at my
6: face. You look so quizzical. <laughs> just
0: I've, like... I'm just i just I'm just staggered. I'm staggered at the stupidity and the level of the the sort of. The, the level of the lack of awareness in a human being, articles, clips from private parts, clips from a movie you did at this point, what, 16 years earlier that bombed, essentially. You you really don't want to have anything to do with it. You refuse to do the bonus DVD extras, or whatever, because you're not going to get fucking paid for it. That's how proud you are of that film. Yes, Sam.
6: And burn the book that yeah. originated yeah. the yeah, movie. That,
0: the thing that yeah inspired the movie absolutely. TV shows, what TV shows? He he appears in every now and then when he has to plug something on Letterman or back in the day, uh, or just you, you know be, that was it. I mean you wouldn't see him do SNL. He wasn't doing characters on that TV.
6: <laughs> Let's send Brad Pitt a video of Howard TV Wayne high pitched Eric high pitched shit. It'll get him right on. Yeah. This
2: stuff and organizes it with Chris. We have what a great clip from Private Parts. Remind people that it was out there. Part of the video presentation that Howard TV should be putting together includes the movie Private Parts, a little something and be broadcasting into the various <coughs> guests we have, into the various TV shows around the country talking about us. You know, recently I was watching a take Rachel Race sitting there. I was listening to the Howard Stern show this morning and I heard Kevin Bacon on there and blah blah blah. Whoa! That's hundreds of thousands of dollars of advertising
4: for
0: Kevin Bacon. Hundreds of thousands of dollars of advertising. His, it, like The numbers are fucked up. Hold on for a sec. Uh, can, yeah, say, uh, go ahead.
6: I have never heard of anyone who even watches Rachel Ray in 2013. And what, where is he drawing these figures from?
0: Also, why is he using the? He's a multimillionaire, but he's using hundreds of thousands of dollars of advertising as if that's an incentive to people who are also worth millions of dollars. Exactly. And he can't can also actually explain that number. And number one, first of all, it's lowballing it. The the even in his own film, guys, he, they must have spent. Okay, we did the breakdown. If they spent something like 20, I think the film cost 28 million for private parts. They had to have done at least 15 million worth of promotion to promote that fucking film. Cause that's, it was in every newspaper, every major newspaper in North America had a huge, like fold out, like double spread ad, whatever, when it was coming out and TV ads, whatever. And that's, that's okay. That's a lot of money on advertising. Nothing you do in the Howard Stern show in 2013, 2012, 2010, 14 is ever going to get millions of dollars worth of publicity. It's just not going to be,
6: you're going to be a hundred thousand air.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's asinine newscasts. And this one, I don't understand. Sorry guys, the little mouse action here. Newscasts of 20 diff people, Rachel Ray, Kevin Bacon strung together for effect. So I guess what he's really trying to say is get 20 clips of people mentioning his name in a loop And send that to people as some kind of thing that I'm happening.
6: Yeah, he said worldwide. I'm like, I don't think anyone from another country (laughs) even knows you're alive anymore.
0: Dude, we have love in Indonesia and Belgium.
6: (laughs) Maybe, you know what? (laughs) Maybe (laughs) the sheiks from... (laughs) <laughs> the harem bath <bathroom> came from <laughs> our big fans.
0: You think the UAE is a huge fan of the show? Uh,
2: Wendy Williams on a regular basis. I was listening to my friend Howard, and he said this to so-and-so. This goes on day and night. Us Magazine almost every week quotes something from our show. That should be lifted and turned into a PR piece. Come.
0: I've never seen someone impact like someone hitting a lectern for less impact than he's doing right now it's almost like i don't know he's like fucking he's like (laughs) barishnikov
6: and he's lying he always does he had grillo used to go through all the publications even pre-internet that he was on and make copy of copies of those articles and put them into a binder and put them into a folder. So he's been doing this already for years. So there's no way that this is even true. No. He has all of that.
0: He does. Yeah, exactly.
2: Look at the news we're making here from satellite and these guys who are in control of these guests don't spend a minute thinking about it. <laughs> So your boyfriend, Rush
6: Limbaugh, you're passionate about him. He's not. Okay, What okay, you enjoy <laughs> If I were Scott DePace, i get up, I'd bum rush the stage, fucking punch him in the face, rip his wig off, and say, I'm fucking done. Presentation over, motherfucker. Peace. <laughs> well, <Just> walk out.
0: <laughs> ST in the house. Now, this is the funny part. So he's addressing Scott. Okay, Scott DePace was an H. Howard TV guy. What pull does he have to get anybody on the fucking show outside of his bowling league?
6: I don't know. Richard Christie's love letters are going to get Brad Pitt on the show. He's a delusional retard.
0: Well, the other thing is, and you're talking about Rush Limbaugh, your boyfriend, your boyfriend, you're one to talk, you fucking fruit. This is, and the other thing is, Get Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh has he's still I know he's dying. He's got cancer. He's terminal. He I don't know how much more time he has left, probably a year or less than a year. He's not not looking very good. At this point in 2013, Limbaugh is still getting way more listeners, like millions more listeners than Wiggy. So the idea that he bitched and moaned and fucking railed against Limbaugh for so many years, and now he's desperate to get that kind of coverage by interviewing him is pathetic. And it's hypocritical. If I were if the staff in there are like You fucking mocked this guy for how long and claimed he stole everything from you and all this shit and now you want him on your show? Fuck you. What show am I working for? Turnaround
6: radio? If anybody even listens to Limbaugh, which I rarely do, I've listened to a couple of things, he is a completely different animal than Stern. He's a political pundit, a boisterous conservative. It it has nothing to do with Stern.
0: Right. So I don't quite get the whole the gist of it so
2: you are the guy who says uh, I'm the lone conservative voice on the show in a sea of liberals Mr Limbaugh I want you to know I've been fighting the good fight what dramatic radio would be if Rush Limbaugh showed up on our show it will make news all over the place more news sales for Howard TV ensuring your job Sales for Sirius Radio. Did you catch that? Insuring,
6: insuring your football. job.
0: Insuring your jobs, but also sales for Howard TV. One appearance of of Rush Limbaugh. No one's going to subscribe to fucking Howard TV. Pay out of pocket for extra money to see something that, well, I mean, no one cares. I mean, that he's going to be on Howard's show. It's not news. It's not like the fucking, I don't know. It's not like <laughs> Apollo meets Rocky, part number number two. It's, 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 he, he's just at this point, like a fish out of water going like, I need water. I need, I need to get back in the water. I need to get back in the water. I need hard numbers. And serious, even though they do have hard numbers, it's not even close to the actual terrestrial numbers. And what I think he doesn't realize is again, something we, we sort of discussed during the private parts breakdown, he when he, he, you know, when he has a 15 million listeners, you know, when he was on terrestrial radio or however many 20 million listeners in the, you know, west, uh, east coast. When they released private parts, the presumption was all these 20 million listeners are going to pay five bucks to see my movie. But they listen to you for free. They don't have to pay for your show. They presumed that it was going to be a hit movie based on the number of listeners mistakenly. They should not have assumed that you should have, should have assumed we're only going to get a quarter of those listeners because not everybody wants, nobody pays for radio at that point. And right. then when you're going to serious, Oh, they're going to pay 1299 a month to listen to me. Some did, but most said, no, it's not worth it. I don't pay for radio. I listen to radio. It's free.
6: So, and I'm, and I'm looking to like, Um, at articles, I just Googled like Rush Limbaugh ratings okay, and one came up and it said, uh, W M a L home to Rush Limbaugh and Mark Levin take number one in Washington market. Okay. So, I mean, he's still doing, um, numbers on terrestrial radio that actually have a rating
0: millions. Yeah. Yeah, millions. Absolutely. Now it is politics. Okay. It's, a, it's not entertainment. I get it. But that's the, the whole point is listeners. It's not what your format is. So at this point, n- desperately going after Rush Limbaugh to get him on your show. It's just pathetic. It really is like a sad come down.
2: And great radio for us. And sure you know all our jobs. You should be marketing that campaign. Mr. Limbaugh, I can't fight this fight alone. It would be legendary radio if you came on the Howard Stern show. What do you say? Let's plant the seed. Could be great. I would love to interview Rush Limbaugh.
6: It would be. Ru- great. Rush, how big your cock? Tell me, <laughs> did your dad pay attention to you? Did you get into politics because your mother was depressed?
4: I love it.
2: And, they, and then more media attention, more blasts out to publicists, and we become the place that not only is talked about, but that becomes the place that publicists, management, they know who we are. They're getting all of this information. They're like, hey, maybe we should go on the Howard Stern show and take a chance.
0: What's the big takeaway? No one knows who we are anymore. That's what I'm hearing. That's the constant thread, stitching all of these little little. PowerPoint bullets together like these all these slides we no one knows who we are we are irrelevant I don't know that if I felt that for real I would have something like this together I think I would just kind of have to accept it if I'm him I think it would be too embarrassing to be in front of all my staff and say we got to make ourselves relevant again because you can't at that point
6: point. and even when you know that there's blood in the water and you can kind of you can sense it right now the sharks are swimming, there's blood in the water. Sure. You will sense it even more as this goes on because he gets more and more pathetic. He actually says, I think we're done. And that eventually, and that is you can sum this up. I mean, we'll we're gonna do this just because it matters for Mm -hmm. our fans. But I truly think that you're right, the summation of all this is just a it's, it's really an SOS drowning fucking. It's a eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's it really pathetic. is like,
0: like, like this is a, like a, a, a dying note from a, of someone who's in the, you know, convalescent care. And, uh, it's, it's embarrassing. I mean, I, I, again, I don't know who could have defended this, but people did. There were people all over Reddit saying, I don't see the problem with this. This is, you know, he's trying to inspire the troops. You have to be working for the show to say that because there's nothing about this that's correct. No, it was about not it only
6: that, them, it was Jim and Sam, too. They said, I'm, I don't see the problem in it. He's just trying to, you know, he's working on a higher level. He's just trying to inspire the troops. He's just trying to get them motivated. Yeah. You didn't listen to the whole thing. And if you did, you wouldn't be saying that.
0: Jim and Sam, uh, that lounge chair that they've set up, Stern's ass, must be really comfortable because uh, I would never, you couldn't pay me to fucking defend this. You just couldn't. I'd have to say there's no defense, aesthetically. You take away your bias, you can't defend this fucking clip.
6: No, if you listen to this for real, you would never say the things that they were saying.
0: No, and if you were neutral, if you didn't know who he was, you'd still be embarrassed for him. (laughs) Like, you'd be embarrassed on so many levels. Anyway.
6: Here's your
2: letter. Take these maniacs on Send a short video of your classic arguments. Yeah. I love when you get on and you argue passionately. Why should
0: why should Rush give a fuck about Scott DePace in general, much less a clip of DePace arguing right-wing politics on The Stern Show, which is not a political show?
6: Again, this is just like the Kansas fan letter from Richard Christie. Who yeah. knows who the fuck these people are?
0: Right. The, what is the it, a old, special I
6: mean, stamp? I mean... He,
0: he's, he's actually about, I don't know, five minutes away from saying... Um, you know okay uh gary i want you to take a gun put it on jackson's head and say rush if you don't come on the show the kid gets it <laughs> like this is like, this is how desperate he's getting you know like a hostage situation
6: <laughs> rush, my boss. Oh, you know?
0: <laughs> sorry go ahead
6: so i want you to get naked put some fucking shit in your foreskin and pull it out on camera and say rush come on the show <laughs>
0: What's it? Guess what's in my sack, or whatever. what was it called? Guess what's in, in the pouch. pouch. I forgot that. Honey,
6: you, better, you better know important games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we know what's in his sack.
6: There's my
2: angle. I'm going to come in and defend Scott DePace after all these years. <laughs> what great radio. He,
0: he doesn't know who the fuck DePace is. He doesn't listen. Why would he listen to a show that trashed him his entire life? And why would he care to come on? What's the payoff? What's Rush getting out? That's the That's the bottom line, dude. What's the payoff for Rush doing your show? Nothing.
6: He, no, but here's the payoff. If Rush watches is this, he looks like a sad marionette in the sound of music coming down. <laughs> you <Yodle> like, hee-hoo.
0: <laughs> sound of music making its second appearance on this show.
2: And guess what? You got a job. Howard TV's going to be around because I don't give a fuck what anyone says. If people start hearing that Rush Limbo is on there, they'll, they'll want to see it.
0: Okay, so he knows already. We, we said we think he has an idea that Howard TV's going. We both know. From that now he's he's dangled their jobs in front of their their in the front of their faces now three times during this, uh, thirty five minutes or so, and so he knows they're going. He knows they're not coming back. He has to, right?
6: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm so intimidated by this tough talk too. And imagine, <laughs> imagine,
0: imagine if you're the Howard TV guys and you know your contract's going to be up at the expiring at the end of the year, or whatever, or it, it it maybe already has. I don't. I can't remember two thousand. Yeah, I think it, it's going to. And then uh, he's dangled this in front of your face, like if you guys don't get Rush Limbaugh, you're gone, the fucking hour TV is gone, and you're out of a job. How's this going to motivate you? First thing you're going to do have, is put a they fucking have kids. TV together. Yeah, we
6: have families who they actually live with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wish my my favorite staff photo of uh, a staff member with their kid is Depace with the cigarette a cigar and his kid he's holding <laughs> <pace>. <laughs> and There's a cloud of smoke. <laughs> that might be my favorite of all time.
2: <laughs> Going back, I don't mean to pick on you, Mike, but again, I was on your Facebook. Time like,
4: <laughs> I
0: told I, I, Sam was like I got I have to be full disclosure guys. Sam yes yesterday would message me and said like we, I so don't want to fucking do the end of this. I don't want to do the last part of this. And I understand what she means because it's like an albatross. We promised we were going to do this, and it's not that we didn't want to originally. We did think it would be a good idea, and it, I know it's a good idea. But it's just like this last. It's like the last five k of a marathon where <laughs> you're just going, I wouldn't know what the me. fuck
6: that feels like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> kill me. Kill me now. Right? And that's oh. what it is. But then, but then I told her I skimmed through it ahead and I forgot about this part where he superimposed how I put Mike's head on a Superman oh. and he's got Ricky Martin next to him. Ricky Martin, who hadn't been relevant in like, I don't know, 13 years. But he's on, it's like, hey, let's get back to faggotry. Mike, uh, we got... <laughs> Like that's what this is. It's like before we go to drift too far into the politics, let's get back to homo. So here we go with high bitch Mike who seems to get so much play in this. I'm I, I Booey's must be jealous. Why don't why, both why don't I get them the gay aptum? Writing
2: about If you have a lot of passion for gay issues. Michael Jackson, Madonna, you know, Michael, and I
0: love that passion. Michael Jackson never came out of the closet. If we if he in fact was gay. I mean, well, never, I don't know. I mean, Jesus. There's a lot of evidence to the to the for the prosecution, but why did he bring hey, up Michael? Jackson?
6: I I don't even know if he is a child molester now. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs>
0: right. All of a sudden, he's gay. He's been outed.
2: Put that passion into the show, which I know you do. But amp it up this year, 2013. Write campaigns. Think about Jess.
0: Come on, fruity. I, stack it up. Step it up.
6: <laughs> if I I. Th- Fucking swear to God, Fillmore! I hope as I'm reading this ugly, fonted, disgusting, block lettered bullshit, high pitch Mike in the title. I hope it was him that leaked this. I pray that he has these pieces of tape, and someday part two will come out. I, m- high pitch Mike. Yeah, we we're, see you. We p- love p- you. P- we speak your name.
0: Yes, we, and by the way, yeah, and this is also incidentally, if there are uh, any ex staffers that want to get to us anonymously, you know how to do it. And we will guarantee your anonymity, first of all. Um, but uh, unless you don't want to, unless you don't care, in case, like Richie, he said, people are going to suspect it was me when because we sent him a bunch of questions which he so graciously answered um he didn't mind he just wanted you know his little disclaimer out there that he was just trying to answer the questions as best as he could if anybody wants to um because we're going to be doing a couple shows in the future which we won't talk about just yet but they're going to be based on inside intel and um that's as much as i'll say right now and um the because normally a lot of what we do is conjecture. I mean, we, all we're doing is doing breakdowns of this. The idea that High Pitch Mike didn't just get up and leave after this part, like the Lana Wachowski is already bad enough. Second time in one presentation where he's going, hey, listen, listen, you, you're 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 a fucking fruit. Why don't you, uh, uh, you know, get a little more gain. Why don't you get, uh, you know, fucking, I don't know, Mark Almond to come on. Why don't you get goddamn... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say Paul Lind, I'm running out of gay audience Yeah, icons. Lance
6: Bass. I heard he came out. <laughs>
0: exactly. Just because you're gay, that's gonna be the approach. Go after the gay people. Like you're a I gay representative.
6: Too. I'm a bottom, <laughs> you're a top, let's get together and go on the show. I mean, what the fuck? Ricky Martin. By and the this way, is can the I up... Yeah, go ahead. Can I finish the Richie Wilson thing too? Oh, we didn't... There,
0: was there another one?
6: Oh yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry, go ahead.
6: So Richie, since we're going on this and I just wanna finish it up, I asked him a couple more questions with G. Wilson from Howard TV. I said, Beth always seems like a total star fucker and beard in my eyes. How did she treat the staff and what does she think of Marcy? mark. Also, did it, uh, anyone find it weird she never had friends? Question mark. And Richie Wilson said, by the way, I love this answer. Beth is always hailed as a saint. I was told by two people, wait till you see the real Beth. She was okay with some staff, others she really didn't interact with. From what I was told, uh, she is not a Marcy fan. We got into a spat on Facebook and I told her to fuck off and deleted her after I was saying what a horrible person Joan Rivers was. Beth was defending her, and I said, Joan was only nice to other celebrities and to the starfuckers who married them. That mm-hmm. didn't sit well with her. After getting things done, Gary, Ross, and Howard seemed to stop doing dinners together and fun things going out. Um, didn't Ross... Oh, I'm sorry. So, so that's the Beth part, where he said... He told her to fuck off because Joan was only nice for celebrities and that didn't sit well with Beth. So uh, that ended the communication between Beth and Richie Wilson on uh-huh. any social media. Okay. Then I asked him, um, after getting things done, Gary, Ross, and Howard seemed to stop doing dinners together, fun things, going out. Did Ross ever discuss the changes with you? I'm talking about Ross Zapin. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he just kind of seemed to disappear out of nowhere. Yeah. Like he yeah, was involved he, for so much. And then all of a sudden nothing.
0: Yeah. Unceremoniously, you never heard from Ross anymore for some reason. And I'm trying to, I'll think I'll, I'll, I'll consider it later and see if that can come up with some reason. But, uh, one of the things was the Bubba. There was the speculation that Ross fucked, uh, Heather. And, uh, and that, um, Tony Burton, I believe like one of, one of Bookwald's, um, agents had the tape. And was threatening to go to release it or something, Um, or he was involved in the Hulk Hogan stuff. But Heather was clearly just a pincushion for people to fucking stick it into when they had nothing else better to do. Um, But there was some, and Bubba was on the show talking about that. There was, I I I think Ross, according to the serious mole, uh, a a serious problem. The Reddit mole may have done her. Anyway, go ahead, and there might be video out of it. (laughs) Go ahead.
6: Oh, so I said, Didn't Ross ever discuss the changes with you? He said, I didn't ever have any interaction with Ross, he's a dick, mm-hmm. and I wanted to stab him the first time I met him. Yeah, I remember the story. Um, and then I asked him about the uh casino outing with uh, Dominic, Barbara, uh, Booker, and uh Zapin, and he, I asked him about that, and he said he had no clue about what was said between. Uh, the guys and Booker and Beth about, do you remember that the uh, casino boating trip? It was with Artie Dominic. They all took Dominic's boat to the Mohegan sun and they all ended up getting in a gigantic fight and words were said about Beth. words were said about uh, Linda Lopez and nobody specified what that was about. So I asked Richie Wilson and he said, no clue,
0: no clue. Well, That could very well be, I I mean, if Richie says that I'll go with that, but somebody out there knows something. Those, those, there's, those guys, there's nothing, there's no fucking stone left unturned and they're gossip mongers, a bunch of them. So somebody out there knows something and a lot of people probably know it.
6: I love that he told Beth to fuck off and said that basically (laughs) Joan Rivers only nicer because she's Howard's wife.
0: Well he was he wasn't the only one already went on the air and said, "I don't like Joan Rivers because she comes in and she's got to legalize for robin and 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 uh Howard, but never says hi to Fred, never said hi to Artie, never and yes, yeah, she was. She was absolutely a social climbing you know, I like Joan. I had no problem with her, but if I, I were one comedy. of those guys. Yeah, if I was if I were one of the people in the studio and she treated me like that, I'd think she was a cunt too. Because it costs nothing to just be high, say hi, and be friendly and stuff. Even if you're there to go see Howard, big deal. So anyway, let's try to get through this.
2: Every one of us. <laughs> so I get a letter from Ratso the other day, the guy who uh, worked on my book with me. And he says I'm writing a book with Mike Tyson.
0: Yeah, the guy whose books you want, who you work with, that you claim you want everybody to burn, and that you won't mention anymore, Ratzo, that guy. Uh, by the way, Benjamin got in touch with Ratzo and told him outright. Said, "You know, what do you think about this this quote that Howard wants to burn his books?" And he said, "Ratzo messaged him back. said, I 'I don't believe it.'" And he said, "I've got the audio. Would you like to hear it?" And he said, "Well, he couldn't. He couldn't believe it, or so it was something about along the lines of." Uh,
6: he didn't maybe he was uh, just joking. respond back. I think after the audio
0: maybe that was right? it. maybe that was it but can you imagine that all the work you would have done to fucking get this guy's shitty words on print just by and having a the
6: transcript just the selling book of all time yeah.
0: horseshit
2: and i immediately get on the phone to gary i go gary let's book mike tyson because ratso says mike tyson wants to come on the show we've heard this before gary calls long story short Okay, Mike wants to do the show in a couple of months. We've heard this before. So he's sort of booked. It sort of looks good. And I can sort of tell you that it ain't going to happen.
0: Go ahead, Sam.
6: What the fuck is that graphic? I can't wait to see you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is literally, I think Benjamin did the research for this, and he went on Google Images, and he typed, I can't wait to see you, and it was one of the first images that came up.
6: Oh, okay. That,
0: oh. that was that was literally what he wanted to find something out there, which he couldn't. He couldn't put himself in a selfie and then like write with a fucking with his finger on his screen. Like it an, literally a looks
6: phone. like a QAnon human trafficking like meme.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Greetings from Bulgaria. We got seven. We got fourteen-year-old girls from Bulgaria <laughs> ready to ship out at a moment's notice. <laughs> <laughs> like a dating site for underage fucking pervs um, we, okay, we don't yeah, stop you when know we what book them. maybe
6: we'll get so many more views all these QAnon people are going to start looking <laughs> for symbols in this bullshit
0: <laughs> the dark net <laughs> dark web whatever it's called uh, also we don't stop when we book them when we have Mike Tyson book we send touch points to stay fresh in their mind it's like see he basically is, he's trying to angle for people to be like spade come back every three months
6: but ask you them know. the same things every time <laughs>
0: yeah pretty much
2: because what's going to happen is they're going to start to plan his tour and good morning america's going to say they want him or somebody's going to say they want him and this one's going to want him and that one's going to want him and what's going to happen is uh, eh, we don't need to do the stern show
0: I would love, I would so love to be one of Howard's writers, writing the questions when he interviews Tyson, and have a bunch of S H words for him, and then give them to Mike Tyson as well, and just have a battle of a. His his punches with some men with, I, I, I I'll i fuck you till you love me, faggot. And then have Howard going, listen, uh, Mike. The, it, it, your stupendous, stupendous fighting style with <laughs> those caps. Uh, <laughs> Say microwave, Howard.
6: We should have Artie. We should send, you know what? Why isn't anyone sending clips of Artie imitating Mike Tyson?
0: <laughs> At least I love that. I love when he imitated Tyson.
2: When someone says they are interested, when we put this core team together, which will happen in a few weeks, when someone says they're interested in coming on our show and it looks pretty good, that's when the campaign begins. We say, great, can't wait to see you, looking forward to it. By the way, did you know we just had this one on? Here's our donut tape that HTV put together. Here's the pamphlets that we now have that Sirius helped us
0: with their art department. And these Mormons that have come to your door knocking with literature. Go ahead. Yes. No. <laughs> Do
6: you think this is the core team for blockbuster video too? I mean, what a moron.
0: <laughs> Be kind. Please rewind.
2: Can't wait to see you. We have a date. You know, blah, 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 blah.
6: Pound them with how
2: many books we've sold. So these guys go, we got to fucking get there. Don't let them forget. Once you got a fish on the hook, don't let it off the hook.
0: I'm still fascinated with that microphone that's right at his torso. It's like my belt has something to say. Um, <laughs> I
6: just, I'm so bored with him. I just want to have like a gif of like a wrestler jumping on stage and like, let's make Howard do some sort of
0: like <laughs> <laughs> I've had lecture profs. I've had lecture profs put people to sleep sooner than this, but not much sooner. And at this point in this, like if there's a seminar, if there's not a seminar, if there's a lecture class, I would be tuned out i'd be at getting a vending machine i'd be getting like fucking coke or something because the staff at this point they're probably on their phones even though he's told them not to be but you know that there's some asshole like trying to act like he's tying his shoe but <laughs> texting people down below like so what howard can't see and they're, oh, they're passing asshole. around messages what
6: nerve of him to ask even ask them to get off your phone for what do you think we're missing something
0: Exactly. <laughs> I want news stories on how much success these people get to after doing our show. This should be fifty percent of your focus. What's the I other fifty percent?
6: I really right now. I just want like, you know, Jigglypuff to like start slamming into his head in Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> like I just fucking hate him right now. And
0: what, what's this? What's this character here? It looks like a maitre D from a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon. And then and then this season's greetings some Christmas meme. And then <laughs> number one, like this is the worst clip art shit on the planet. I don't know where he got this to get, how he got this together and how he thought this looked good. Unbelievable. Oh, Ken- I think it was Ken McKenna. It may have been him, but it was somebody on possibly the YouTube channel. They believe the reason why Gary was so stressed was because he was the one that had to put together the PowerPoint. I don't believe it. I think it's all Howard.
6: I don't know, but I think this is very Howard ask yeah
0: yeah i have a hard time believing gary could well i know gary could fuck up this he's a you're a fucking adelphi grad um i think that it's too howardy to beat Bowie Bowie's not smart enough to write like howard and do the same (laughs) fuck-ups he has his own unique fuck-ups he
6: graduated from college quite honestly uh yeah yeah and you know
2: my god the news department when we have successes, I want you crowing about it. You are our propaganda arm.
0: Propaganda.
2: <laughs> so not only are you going to be working with our core team.
6: What? A, yeah, propaganda arm. Does he know? We'll also put it on the radio. That's
0: not, First of all, that's not a word you should be ever using in a fucking presentation. Propaganda.
6: Not if As you're it, Jewish. I mean, are you out of your fucking mind? Does he even remember the propaganda arm of World War II, which he crows about constantly?
0: He shouldn't be using it in any way, shape, or form for any reason, because the other, the other thing, of course, it implies that the information you're giving is not necessarily true. I mean, it's, it's bullshit. Yeah, it is actually propaganda.
2: And after we put it on the radio, we're going to cut up those pieces and send them to management and publicists. My vision for
6: 2013,
4: an A-list guest
6: a week. Okay, yeah. Okay, so on this lower level of nothingness in front of us, we have this propaganda uh, idea that he has that we're going to push this propaganda. Now, think about the level he's at. If he's thinking about pushing this fakeness and propaganda for self-preservation, this makes me think about... Even on a larger scale, if he is pushing this, is this what, like, all media is? Do, do they, like, ascribe to be this? If he's going in this direction, what is pushing him in this direction to push propaganda?
0: Desperation. I mean, it has to be like the whole thing is that false self we discussed with Bob D. And by the way, everybody, shameless plug, we'll be doing, we'll be recording another narcissistic personality disorder episode soon with Bob D as soon as we can get our schedules together. And, um, we got some great clips and he, if there's a false self, okay, he thinks he's this, he thinks he's all that, but he inherently, and we talked about this in the first, uh, episode of this, he knows he's not that he knows that it's all bullshit. So now he's going with the narrative of, okay, guys, we all know this is horseshit, but this is what I want you to promote. Promote this as if promote this fucking Studebaker as if it's a fucking Porsche 911.
6: It just it's actually a little jarring to think at this low level of nothingness. His choice is to be um, to make fake news, for a lack of a better word.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's perfectly acceptable. He's perfect. It's, it's perfectly acceptable to him, a person of his stature at this point in time, because the media still thinks, you know, 90 million a year, 100 million a year, all this. They have these numbers that kind of roll around and make you think he's a bigger deal than he actually is. You, the super fan, me, the super fan, or ex-super fan, as the case may be, know that his draw, his appeal, his numbers are all down. So when they do these numbers, whatever, you know there's no, they don't actually confirm to see if these numbers make any sense the media is just lazy and they no one does their due diligence anymore no one knows what's correct and what isn't he's assuming you're too stupid to figure out that i'm full of shit
6: which is scary because he sits there and he harasses and criticizes um people every day and his current platform about being full of shit and how can you say that when you're having a whole presentation basically saying we're going to be full of shit and here's how we're going to do it? Absolutely. Yep.
2: Two B-list guests a week and this is how we're going to do it. (laughs) I mentioned this to some people. you got to think like it's the Howard Stern show I work for. How do we get the word out? So set up a fake Twitter account. Become 10 different people. I don't give a shit. And then when, we, when our core team says to you, we want to get Lady Gaga on the show, they announce it on Moldred. And all of a sudden, Lady Gaga, I, I'm telling you, every celebrity reads their Twitter stuff. Every celebrity starts getting just random things from fans. Hey, when are you going to do the Howard Stern show? We want you on the show. And they're getting all this publicity material and they're getting and they're getting bombarded. And it works.
0: Okay.
6: This scares me now more than ever, because take this from 2013. We're in 2020. Twitter has now become such a force Mm -hmm. in so many conversations. Mm -hmm. And so when you're reading something like this, where it says we're going to create a false self and we are going to shove this propaganda out onto this platform and it's not going to be fact-checked and people are just going to repeat the propaganda that we're putting out onto news sites who are reporting it to other news sites and they are not even doing their due diligence. Like they said, this is not only for this low level of the Stern show. This is for everything. And Mm -hmm. this right here is a scarier, um, a scarier, lesser piece of the larger effect of what Twitter has become. So, this is scary to me now, not just because of how pathetic it is. If we're a stern show aside, Twitter has become this platform for people's voices that generate trending topics that then generate articles that piggyback on pretty much everything in media it's become such a force so Mm -hmm. when you look at this and say we're gonna put some bullshit propaganda up and we're gonna make fake twitter accounts and we're gonna do this think about what people do in uh such a larger scale but similar that's how to me this is a scary kind of pull back the curtain um, effect of what Twitter can possibly do. Obviously, it didn't do it for him because he's a moron and his wife doesn't even know how to use hashtags for fucking Christ's sake. Hashtag goodnight, God bless. But you see what I'm saying?
2: Before it's a whole witness they bang on the door. We got to bang on people's doors. They're forgetting about it. And I'm pissed. Okay. So we're going to have a core team it's going to be about six or seven people who are going to head this up they're going to meet weekly but everyone in this room i'm telling you is responsible for involvement pitching guests and strategizing it's up to us if we don't do this uh i think we're in
0: trouble <laughs> okay go ahead
6: picture this is like some sort of military <laughs> <laughs> military uh, I don't know or
0: war room
6: <laughs> yeah some sort of planning and the core team is like the upper echelon they'd be killed in two seconds are <laughs> you kidding the core team the navy seals of Howard
0: yeah this is them inv- picturing how to inv- uh, try to figure out how to invade Sicily oh I think we better attack um <laughs> I, we're I, done.
6: We're yeah, gonna be done.
0: We're gonna be if done. If you
6: don't write if you don't write those letters.
0: So the month of February, I think back then it would have been like a bit of a vacation month for whatever reason. Uh like they might have had a week off or something like that. Because why would you start a month later all this bullshit about core team meeting weekly? Why would you wait so long? Why wouldn't you institute that like lickety split?
6: Well, I sent you that stuff about how it was beginning to get um integrated after this mm-hmm. meeting which was right. incredibly i went and researched i mean i can't believe this is my life sometimes i'm like what the fuck am i doing <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm going through every conversation everything I I go, oh my god oh my god i'm sending hey. you this stuff and you're like this is great this is it's great and i'm like thinking journalism. to myself i could be sleeping
0: this but th- this wasn't done for certain books out there that are historical <laughs>
2: The meeting's going to start March 1st, 12 p.m., with this core team, and they're going to be calling on you. And they're going to be telling you what they need. This is what this team's going to have. You will be having call clinics. What does that mean? That means when we start making calls, we're all going to sit in. We're going to hear what they
0: have to say. That sounds like telemarketers, your boss monitoring to to make sure you're not fucking with the the people you're calling. This team will have call clinics, weekly publicist lunches. I don't think so. Who's paying for that? Actively pursuing A-list guests with tracking brainstorming sessions, outreach campaigns based on industry, outreached to be tracked. What in the fucking name of Christ? We're going to have weekly publicist lunches touching people, looking at people, pitching people, and whining and dining room. Sam has found something we were looking for.
6: So exactly um, about two months after this, on March 18th, 2013, from this meeting, Howard came back and went uh, right to the phones. And Howard took a call from a guy who said he's been looking forward to this Uh, special that's on tonight and he said he wishes that uh, they'd have more show related stuff on the channels he said he was bummed when back office radio wasn't on last week Mm -hmm. Howard said that was his doing he said Mm -hmm. he won't say it's canceled but they have too many guys working here on too many shows Howard said the show is on hiatus right now he said it takes a lot to work To put the shows on the air and they needed more time for his show. The (laughs) caller asked about Superfan Roundtable getting another hour. Howard said, That's up to Tim. He said, If he decided to get uh, or to go another hour, he'd be fine with that. The caller said he loved back office radio. Howard's, uh, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, and he said, Howard said they are good. He said they'll get. Uh, back to them about this but they have too much stuff to do right now and uh, basically he said everyone wants a radio show but then he doesn't have them working here for that
0: yep absolutely and what we're going to play after this is done I've got a clip of um, the uh, aforementioned uh, Kevin Undergaro Kevin Undergaro talking about uh, what Steve Brandano told him about the new way things are being run at the Stern Show. This would have been 2015, but it applies to this because it's post-Summit, of course. We will. Have- Sorry, you were going to say.
6: So I just remember listening to the show at the time and thinking the same thing as The Caller, what's happening. Exactly. And I feel like this is... Here's the fill in the spaces. Yeah. So here's what you missed in case you didn't realize what happened. Yes. Now it all makes sense.
0: Now, it's, yes, absolutely. You start piecing it together. Basically, in, in a nutshell, They were all eliminated because the whole focus was going to be Wiggy. They were all going to be working on making his brand, blah, blah, blah. And you'll hear it all in the rest of this, especially when he gets into that ridiculous merchandising uh, pitch.
2: Actively pursue A-list guests for tracking. So I'm not just talking a good game. There will be systems in place to track what you've done. Have you helped this effort? Have you really made some sort of contribution well, I'm going to get a sheet. It's just like with Mulder. On the monologue stuff, I get a sheet. I know who writes the most jokes. I know whose jokes I use. I'm going to know everything about our business.
0: So what he's saying, basically saying, is that if you, if I use more of your stuff, I'm using more of your stuff. He doesn't say you're going to get remunerated for being. It, it's not like I'll, I'll pay you. You know, you'll get an extra twenty-five bucks for every joke of yours I read. Uh, you're going to get this much. Their salaried employees, they're going to get as much as they're going to get. And if they don't want to work extra, they're still going to get paid. As long as they have to do the bare minimum, that's what, you're, that's what he's basically saying. Um, I'll keep track of well, who's doing what. We're going to monitor you now to make sure you're not fucking around. But what kind of atmosphere are you creating when you're not incentivizing anybody? You're just putting fear into them. They're just going to look for other work, which is what so many of them ended up doing. Sorry, did you find something else there, Sam?
6: Well, it's also the side job things, too. So Gary and John Hine at the time had this show on VH1 Classics about vinyl. Yes. And Howard got so butthurt about them even having that show, not understanding that show, that
0: he he just
6: kept he was shitting on it. So from like two 27, 13, uh, after the break, John said they were talking about the state of the station. He said he wasn't sure where Howard was going with it. He mm-hmm. said he asked Tim about the mission statement and Tim didn't know about it. Gary said he thinks Howard knew that Tim wouldn't know what it was. So that's why he asked like, so there's, clear after this meeting tim's being phased out
0: marginalized Yep. gary
6: and john's show on vh1 is basically being told you want this job you get the fuck off that show you're doing absolutely i'm number one
0: yep yep absolutely and so no more back office radio no more geek time um a lot of the shows riley martin passed away eventually and that would be I don't think his show lasted anymore. And it was all sternthology. It was all just stern, 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 and that was it. Stupid. And I think Greg Fitzsimmons show once in a while, once in a blue moon.
2: Nothing will escape. So this team will have brainstorming sessions, outreach campaigns based on whatever industry that person happens to be in. If it's we're gonna we're gonna tailor to that person's industry, if they're selling a book, if they're selling a record, we will tailor make that campaign and the outreach will be tracked. We will know when the last time is that we approached Lady Gaga.
0: Shouldn't you fucking know that anyway? You've got people taking pictures of every appearance when they come in and you put it on your fucking stupid website. How hard Go is that?
6: marksfricken.com you're welcome. Yeah,
0: ex- exactly.
2: <laughs> Everything will be tracked. So if you're not doing your job, I'll know. The- So this is what the chart's going to look like. Who do we want? <laughs> How do we pitch them? When did we pitch them? And when are we going to touch them again?
6: Okay. What is this? The C Org?
0: That I... <laughs> that's what I don't understand. Org chart. Okay, organization chart? Fine. But yeah, that's the first thing I think. Scientology. C Org.
6: Who are we going to touch next?
0: I don't... I just... If you're Marcy. if you're Mar, Let's just keep going. But if you're Marcy, you touch all the bees. Brandano first and then Ben Bardo.
2: Put together. Track that way. I want Tom Cruise.
0: Never get him. When's the
2: last
6: time you pitched him?
0: Don't bother.
2: When did we touch base with his management?
6: (laughs) O R G. Orthopedic retard geezer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I knew there had to be an acronym in there somewhere. Okay. This is
2: something that came to me in a dream. 2013 Handbook of Success. What
6: is he, he's, Einstein? He's,
0: he's Martin Luther thing. <laughs> ah. 2013 Handbook of Success. Make sure you carry your little Mal red book with you. <laughs> so we okay. We would track success from being on show. Impossible to track, guys. Sorry. The only thing you could do if someone came in and did a record, you could see on SoundScan. Did it? Did it jump a week later? Did it jump in sales? That's that's how you could track.
6: Or you could track because when people used to go on the Stern show, there would be an e-news blurb about it, or there would be a tabloid article about it, or people at your work would talk about, did you hear who was on Stern today? That all went away because you took the paycheck.
0: Yeah. And not only that, and this is the other thing, guys, and we're going to try to get through this as fast as possible. Um, The, if you did a list of the stars who came in, who arguably a list, whatever, but they had projects that were failures, you can track trace them to this show. And almost none, Except none of the Avengers came in when they were promoting Avengers shit. Um, none of the major, major stars who had stuff coming in ever came in to promote something that was going to be a success. So, um, his, it's, it's second to last swirl down the toilet the show and then if you really want to track stuff check out the advertisers who's advertising on the show there are no big names advertising on the show because no advertiser is going to pay money for a live read on a show that doesn't advertise how many listeners it has this is all bullshit
6: I even think Squatty Potty has pulled out
0: yeah of course they lost the Gardene. Gardene is their sponsor now Jesus Christ if they're even still on we're going to
2: write down Every bit of success we have. So if a publicist calls our core team and someone isn't quite sure what the pitch is, you're going to open the handbook and say, hey, by the way, did you know we did this, we accomplished that, we accomplished this, we accomplished that, we did this, we did that. We're going to fucking give them all an avalanche
0: of bullshit.
2: Of stuff that we're doing. I wrote down, Steve Brandano, you're now in charge of this. For some reason, I saw you as maybe being useful there. I'm not 100% sure of that. But I'm starting to think about what components of our show,
0: who... You know what I'm thinking also? This is like someone who, and I used to do this, and I, I have to be, I have to, I'm guilty. I had a backpack with all the flags of countries I'd been to. I'd pa- get patches because I really just, I didn't, when I was going through a lot of these countries, I didn't get souvenirs. So I just thought, why not just get a patch and put it somewhere? And it was on this old backpack that now is long gone. But I thought it's kind of douchey because what you're really doing is bragging. Look where I've been and you haven't right this is kind of that pitch look what we've done look what we've done instead of them yeah. knowing automatically you they have to be it's like merit badges for a boy scout look i can start a fire i can set a you know <laughs> set a, set a, set a look at
6: this. look at this knot i can tie <laughs>
0: look at look at my eighth place medal goes
2: where and what teams
6: you're right <laughs> this handbook
2: Will include.
0: Look at my lifeguard badge.
2: Who's been on the show, how they achieve success, and this book will help us in every single way when we make a pitch.
0: Even my lucky ass.
2: And that's going to be done. It drives me nuts that (laughs) we work at this company that has all of these resources.
0: We're not using it. Whose fucking fault is that?
6: Right. Who would even think to do that since you basically sued them and told everyone they're a piece of shit and you I mean
0: your job's at stake.
6: Who like would be every like, little listen, move. um, I know we work in this wing that's basically like the Bat Cave, but art department at Sirius, can you please help me make a poster that says, I love you, Brad Pitt? <laughs> this is the art department. You're looking at him.
2: They've got a booking department. They've got an art department. They've got a promotions department. We got to engage with them.
0: The, the, the whole and the whole gist of this uh, uh, PowerPoint, guys, is to really say Gary's a useless piece of shit. That's that's really the the gist of the whole thing. He's supposed to be responsible for booking guests. He's gone over the years saying, "I don't book guests. They book stuff on us." When they're not big enough, now they got to chase guests. That's how low they've fallen. Art department, well. They've got guys that do audio stuff. They could easily do Photoshopping. They must have them at that point. But he, he's good at Photoshop. <laughs> Why doesn't get Howard to do the art department? Um, promotions department. Promote, that was Ross Apen That was his whole thing. Promo. Yeah, and so there's
6: the, sh- there's the kick in the pants for him.
2: we got to be able to say with an artist. We're not only going to put you on here, but maybe we'll get you a concert. Um Things between uh, Sirius has treated us in a very odd way, but we're
0: gonna we're gonna fix that. <laughs> we'll get you a concert. You can't get a gig. Go ahead, Sam.
6: Okay, these people that he wants don't have any problems getting concerts, let alone in Sirius Radio. Right. Secondly, they Sirius treated us very oddly. Is that the nice way of saying I sued the shit out of them and acted like a total arrogant fuckhead? Asshole. Even though they were my only out, yeah. and CBS, thank God, didn't win the lawsuit and dropped it.
0: Yeah, and actually probably could have won the lawsuit. And I, th- I don't know, I still to this day don't know why CBS dropped that.
6: Probably because Les Moonves is a fucking scumbag, but either way. Yeah.
2: And I've heard Scott Greenstein say, uh, oh, why would we put them on your show? Like, we're the enemy. Wow. Right, Gary? There was some comment made. I forget who the artist was. Why would we put them on your show? Well, what are you fucking
0: high? You put them on our show because we're the only channel anyone's listening to. <laughs> now, <laughs> that's that was maybe my favorite part of the whole thing. He just admitted that Scott Greenstein knows they're full of shit and that they're they're worthless. They're completely worthless in terms of promo.
6: And then he just made up a total anecdote. Yeah, Gary, remember that artist? Uh, You know. I can't think yeah. of the name. And then, you know... Well,
0: if it really did ha- if it really did happen, then it was someone big, and they clearly just did not want to even consider having them on the fucking Howard Stern show. Or it was more of a situation of, um, it, you know, they didn't want to do it. But I'd say it's more likely that um, they just Scott Greenstein said no. Why you're you're not you don't move any fucking needles. Why am I going to have them on that show?
6: Yeah, we're just you're you're a lifetime subscription. We can't cancel.
0: Yeah, basically.
2: So we're going to begin using their booking department. We're going to use their art department.
6: <laughs> this is like, if
0: I can't get more money, I'm taking as much water from these tanks as I can. I'm going to bring a garbage bag and bring in rice. I'm going to put, like, put rice in from the cafeteria and I'm going to take it home. This is like a guy wanting to steal the hubcaps of the serious execs because he can't get another nickel out of them. <laughs>
6: Sorry, I know. But, yeah, it's, pan- it's really panic mode.
0: Yeah. For sure.
2: All right. So, those are our guests. Here's the next thing. Oh. (laughs) So now we've gone to a lot of trouble.
0: What does that mean? Ready for celebrities? Put
2: together a core team. I can't.
6: I can't (laughs) even do. I can't even do this. I I can't
4: do. I quit. (laughs) Fucking.
0: What's the best juxtaposition? This fruity Sears model next to this wigged, scarved, like, bag of bones. And he's talking about upgrading his appearance.
6: By the way, it's not upgrading your appearance when you just button some uh, (laughs) too tight, not um, tailored blazer to your body and just leave a button open. That looks like shit. The model looks like shit.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean... It's not
6: fashionable ever.
0: No, it's not. So this is is what he thought would... You should all look like this. You should all look like El Fruto.
6: Yeah, Ralph and him probably have that guy (laughs) trapped in the bowling alley. tied up.
0: (laughs) It rubs the lotion all over itself.
6: Ralph Uh probably Uh dressed him for the PowerPoint. (laughs) (laughs) He
0: earned his his 30 minutes a (laughs) week.
6: Fucking $20,000 for two minutes.
2: The acts that we're trying to get up here. We finally get the artist up here, and they walk into the fucking radio station, and we look like some people around here look like zombies. (laughs) Look,
0: fucking, look, fucking, talking. (laughs) He's got this Doc Holiday corset on. I can't even tell what the fuck that is.
6: It literally looks like when the Walking Dead thinks they're safe and all of a sudden it's just like zombie apocalypse and they just start having to fucking take him out one eye at a time.
2: From Walking Dead. We look like a college radio station. We look like we have homeless people working here. And I gotta tell you something, it's off-putting and scary.
0: It's scary to have this fucking Frankenstein walking around and on a red carpet on a red shag rug, whatever, at the McGraw Hill building. Which somebody said, "What a great plug for McGraw Hill." <laughs> the summit. <laughs> it's an hour long plug for the building.
6: <laughs> it's like, isn't that textbooks?
0: Well, yeah, they were they're famous for their publishing company.
2: We got to work on our appearance. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday is when we're on the air. If you're walking through the halls and you're going to be seeing celebrities and you represent this radio show and run. this core team
0: run. <laughs> Don't get anywhere in your room. <laughs> we will taser you. Go ahead.
6: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm getting my hair shampooed.
0: <laughs> getting my nails done. <laughs>
6: it's fucking dried out. I just picture like a steamer.
0: He's like it, 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 sucking gonna...
6: up all that dust. <laughs>
0: I don't know if we use our simile quota for this particular episode, but he's like beef jerky with a wig on. Like he's got the he's got the physique of jerky.
2: Has worked for six months to book someone, and then the publicist walks in or the management walks in, and they look at you, oh, this show is so gross.
4: This is their
6: feeling. Oh. It's look,
0: a radio show. Look
6: at that host. He looks like a slim Jim left in a hot car. <laughs>
0: And the and the wig is just the mold like over a few days turning into that gray gray like chia pet looking stuff
4: <laughs>
2: look at them they look like bums they don't know what they're doing you've just blown it
6: <laughs> and you've blown it for yourself so what I would do, i'm gonna just
0: what's go ahead sorry you were gonna say
6: and you've blown it for yourselves. Oh, okay. So it wouldn't be the fact that I look insane writing <laughs> letters to people, like fans, or being Power. like, hey, I'm gay. You should come on this show. Richard it wouldn't be born. because of that, right? How's it's it all your with? fault, like, for Rich- Alice, You didn't look gay enough.
0: <laughs> Richard's going, Howard, I wrote Brad Pitt a hundred letters. He hasn't responded yet. And you see this stack of un- unopened letters and junk mail. I
2: tell you, go the fuck home and go get dressed for work. And I'm not saying. <laughs> not
0: everyone.
2: Wasn't
6: he, <laughs> 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 Sorry, Wasn't he wearing wife beaters <laughs> for like the majority <laughs> of the e show?
0: Oh God! Yeah, open shirt. It was everything was like um, lounge, lounge, <laughs> you know, like uh, what? A, what did yacht uh, rock look? <laughs> he looked like Jimmy Buffett. Yacht rock. <laughs> uh, Jason, I
2: commended you for looking better at work, and I appreciate it because you are in contact. People see you in the halls. I gather you will always dress as well. I mean, he greets people he's wearing a sweater. This guy looks put together. You guys, we don't work in some far-off place, the guests come through and they see you, and if you look like you're a fucking goddamn bum, I am telling you, you will scare people away. I can't tell you how many shows I've done where I'm a guest, and I walk in, and whether I like it or not, I evaluate people, and I go, wow, this looks like a fucking dump, it's like a college station. I went to do John Stewart, they looked a mess. His writers were hanging out in the hall. It's really intimidating. And I...
0: His writers were hanging out the hall. It's intimidating to be around people. This is... this is. Um, I don't know if it predates, but I think it's after... I'm pretty sure it's after the whole... Gary, I want the fucking halls cleared. <laughs> I want the halls cleared. And he, from th- 2013, 2012 onwards... he Actually, from 2010 onwards, it's like, don't fucking interact with him. He went through this huge rant. Did I send it to you and Bob, maybe? Yeah. Uh, about... Um, Actually, no, I put it on my channel recently about, like, I just wanted to fucking clear it. All these people are coming after me. I did five hours of talking, and I'm, like, talked out. And, like, you don't allow people to get to you during break. You don't want to talk to them afterwards. You don't want to talk to them on the phone. The only time they can get to you is between commercial breaks or after the show because you're such a inaccessible shithead and an awful boss. Go ahead.
6: Right. So when in the beginning of the meeting he started and said... People come up to me and say, Howard, what can I do? What can I do? Uh, no, they don't. You told people never to approach you. By the way, the imagery I have in my head when he's saying this about it's scary at John Stewart show, I just picture like Beat It, the beginning, where it's like, <laughs> <laughs> the nunchucks and the fucking. <laughs> <and it's, laughs> I
4: can't, I
0: can <laughs> That's a great video, by the way.
4: <laughs> I feel
2: good. I feel mean, good vibe. I probably wouldn't go back just based on that. So we've got to think about our image.
6: It doesn't matter who's running.
0: <laughs> can you imagine? I think I might have to Photoshop Wiggy into that knife fight near the end. The <laughs> guy. How are they
6: they like, tie their <laughs> wrists together. Yeah, they have opposite hands and they stretch. And they're going <laughs>
0: these huge roundhouse cuts that don't seem to go anywhere. Anyway,
6: please, it wouldn't make any sense. His leg would fall off mid fucking lunge.
0: <laughs> Maybe I'll just put him as Michael doing the leading the choreograph. Uh oh,
2: the server name or address could not be resolved. Help. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: God bless. Oh, God.
0: Monday through Monday to Wednesday, especially guest days. You have three days a week where you're on. <laughs> What's a guest day? It could be any one of them,
2: especially guest days.
6: You know what? The bottom of this slide is the whole presentation.
0: <laughs> Might have to just Photoshop that. Action. <laughs> Nothing.
1: Abyss. <laughs>
0: a b c always be closing always be closeted Yeah,
2: you just got to you can't scare off my guests you can't do this to this core group if scott <laughs> the pace happens to write a letter to rush limbaugh that has been crafted honed put into the core group's hands we've waited six seven months we've worked this guy to death he walks in and he sees—I'm not going to
6: single anyone out—but there's a couple of people around here. You just look fucking scary and and not put together. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you know when all <laughs> she's in the Thriller house, they're attacking the house, and it's like and the music.
4: <laughs> oh,
0: that's the, the, the fucking the
6: him. Yeah. he is that guy. He's the one scaring the guests. Nobody yeah. wants to tell you how big their dick is. Nobody wants to tell you the relationship with their mother and father when they want to sell an album. No. I got news for you. Shut he's up.
0: Worried, he's worried about the, the the writers or the interns, you know, scaring the fucking, like the the guys that the producers scaring off the guests. Meanwhile, it looks like everybody's attending the fucking filming of the Dark Knight of the Scarecrow when they see him in the studio covered by six monitors. It's, it's retarded. I mean, it's a radio show. Who cares what the... What the writers, who, who, by the way, if they're doing their jobs, they're sitting at their desks. No one really sees what they look like. They're hunched over doing their work. They don't see their face. It's nothing to it. Just put on a blazer. Okay.
6: Yeah, you know, if Jack Sparrow got <laughs> Alzheimer's <laughs> and ended up with COVID in ICU and just walked up on stage, uh, <laughs> that's what we have.
0: Yeah.
2: And this goes for everyone, including me. Upgrade appearance. No schlubby dress.
0: He misspelled that.
2: No bum homeless look. You (laughs) got a. That's it. I need your help on this.
0: So he went through that real quick, but he's supposed to have been doing that while he was talking. So if a person looks bad, they're going to send him. He's going to send them home. No, he's not. He's not paying anybody to do work from home. There's just no way. He'll, oh, he'll... look
6: at him itching that wig.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, this is funny. Ronnie gets a little residual shrug. Don't wear the Howard... Stern Show is maybe the
2: coolest, hippest place to work on the planet. (laughs) People die to come visit. People pay thousands of dollars to come sit and watch us do the show.
0: Oh, God. He's (laughs) He's talking about those charity eBay things where you can come and sit and listen. They used to do that. They stopped doing that a long time ago. I'm sure they realized we couldn't actually afford paying for these people to to come in because no one was buying them. Remember they would auction on eBay? A chance to sit in and like, oh, I always want to sit in for the news. And um, this, in terms of branding, didn't he give shit for, to Jackie for years for selling mugs, selling fucking T-shirts, Jackie the Joke Land CDs and whatever, cassettes and stuff? And this is now how he's going to he, – they never started – first of all, they never started selling swag. What happened to this? <laughs> Wouldn't you like a Howard TV jacket? <laughs>
6: <laughs> for Halloween.
0: You're the brand. <laughs> well, I know
2: you're a fan. You like to wear the Eagles uniform, but fuck the Eagles uniform. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck your Eagles. You represent the Howard Stern show. Wear the fucking Howard Stern show logo. And you know what? Maybe two thousand Not maybe. We will. Two thousand thirteen.
0: I'll, I'll make a jacket. I'll make a shirt. Whatever the fuck it's got to be. <laughs> no, he won't. No, he doesn't. Ra <laughs> ra sis boom, blow me. <laughs>
6: are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: Ronnie, the limo driver. Where are you? I see Ronnie. Ronnie. I'm watching Howie TV, one of the best Howie TV specials, and it's (laughs) you.
0: The limo driver. (laughs) Sam's losing it now. (laughs) How dare you wear Ricks? (laughs) What? What is it?
6: I just can picture them fearing for their lives like they're going to a football game. They're like, fuck. I hope nobody (laughs) sees me.
2: (laughs) I love the special, but what are you busy doing? You're busy putting the Rick's Cabaret
0: decal on your car. Can you imagine they got two jackets on? One's the Howard 101 for when, when there's a camera on them, and they just suddenly switch. <laughs> <laughs> Covering their face. Fuck
2: Rick's Cabaret. They don't pay your fucking bills. The Howard Stern yeah, and
6: You don't either. That's why everyone has to have another job. <laughs>
0: That's basically what I was going to say. Ricks is the one giving Ronnie all kinds of fucking extra swag. Not, not wiggy.
2: If you want. It's all about the Howard Stern show. You know why? Because we. it's up to us to get the word out. And it's up to us to know that we're the fucking coolest place on the planet
6: to work. Oh, yeah, that seems so cool. I just yeah. want to club him at the knees. Like, I've never thought of myself like I could be a hitman for the mob. <laughs> you want <laughs> to kneecap a him? I just want to take a fucking pipe and club <laughs> fucking right to that kneecap. I you just look at that knee and I'm thinking, damn, need- it would feel you- so good to beat the <laughs> fuck out of those joints.
0: You wouldn't need it. You need a wiffle ball, that wiffle bat. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so we must polishing our brand. I just want to Photoshop, but polishing our knobs. We must stay relevant and cutting edge. Move from college radio station to the number one radio station to, in the country that we are. They're not the number one radio show. They're a podcast from 2006 to now. That's all they are. Right? Move,
6: move from what? I don't get it.
0: Move from college radio station.
6: Basically he's what college radio station? What is he talking about? He's on serious.
0: Exactly.
2: We gotta polish the brand in 2013. We gotta stay relevant. We gotta stay cutting edge. We gotta move from college radio station to the number one radio show in the country. There isn't one radio guy in the world that wouldn't get his left nut to
0: work here. So this is what I don't understand. You're saying at the same fucking time. We are 23 million listeners. We are a college radio station. Which is it? Which is it? I don't know. If I'm I'm watching that and I'm in the staff, I'm having like, I don't know, heart palpitations trying to figure out the logic.
6: That's why I don't understand right now why one of these staff members aren't dragging him out like fucking Joe Pesci in Casino, fucking beating (laughs) him to death with his brother and throwing him in the (laughs) desert and goodbye. I mean... (laughs) Frankie,
0: leave him alone. We're still I breathing.
6: Just, <laughs> I'm not. I
4: I'm not I'm a here. killer.
0: <laughs> no, Sam had had it Don't push how, me. Much more, how much more was Sam going to take?
2: Guys with morning shows, they want to leave their morning show and come work with us. Look at this. Our green room embarrasses me. So think about it.
0: The corp bear- together a campaign. <laughs> to get- it's a Photoshop of the Cars Candy O album on the back. Our green oh, was room. Is that
6: gets- Dana Plato <laughs> after her interview? <laughs> <laughs> and
0: when she was filming Different Strokes too, but Jesus Christ! And as far as I can remember, they had that Jeremy. What's his name? The Facebook art. The artist. Um,
6: Jeremy spoke. <laughs> <laughs> They
0: redid a famous guy's, a famous artist's um, uh, artwork in the green room, literally painted over it. It was uh, Jeremy Cho or Cho or Che or something. Anyway, it, I don't, I didn't think much of it, but basically, uh, they covered up the fucking artwork completely and remodeled their fucking green room, but.
6: This bitch is still better a better model than Beth.
0: <laughs> what? And, well, here's the thing I don't understand. This is an extra. Who comes to a show goes? You know what? I can't wait to get to that green room. <laughs> like this is this is somewhere to wait until you do the fucking show. Yes, improve it, but you don't have to mention it in a PowerPoint. Just fix it, fuckhead.
6: How about just play the show later, and more people will like to come in. Not at six or seven. <laughs> Or 8 a.m.
0: When they're getting their hearts started exactly?
2: I'm Cruz. Finally agrees. We get him in. <coughs> and our green room looks like a dump. We're going to get rid of that whale drawing. We're going to start putting up pictures that show
4: us off gold platinum records that we've helped sell
0: that are hanging in my bowling alley as we speak.
2: Awards that we won, we're going to change that green room. We're going to change the entire compound. We're going to clean it up. Everything hanging on the walls will promote our success. Tell the story of our greatest moments. Gold records, broadcast awards. Where are our tellies? Okay,
6: we paid for it, but so what?
0: Who loves you, baby? (laughs) Go ahead.
6: No one. We have to pay for someone to tell us. Yeah, our biggest success is uh, we took a basic unknown comic, turned him into a Carnegie Hall seller. He sold two books that were <laughs> bestsellers, and we pretend he doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> exactly. This is the funny part because I asked uh, Richie this in one of the questions about the tellies. Did anyone actually bring them in? And the tellies are, you know, bullshit awards you pay for. And he said, no, whoever got any tellies, uh, they kept them in their house or wherever the fuck
2: are they who has who has the tell do we know you got them oh uh, no i've got some for me I, we all have them. you have them bring them in okay you can have them hang them on the walls never happened what better you finally have a publicist up here and our walls look like jack shit we're looking at jeff the drummer yeah it's fun but you know what i know a publicist who's not in our culture goes Ew.
6: do you know what show Bro. you're on
0: yeah, it's it's complete delusion. So this I I don't I'm sure it was just Marcy gassing him up saying, "Look, you got to make it about you. You're the draw." And Marcy didn't know anything about the fucking show. And it's proven clearly they didn't know what they were doing because they got rid of everything the fans liked and lost fans in droves after this.
6: Well, I think it's more than that. I think like I said, he's a construct. He doesn't even have an identity. So the mm-hmm. identity is driven by whatever's fueling behind it. And at the time, now it's Marcy fueling right. this train of nothingness. Yeah, so,
0: Narciss- narcissism and saying, like, you're all that. You've got to prove choo. you're all that. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> this show's, like, weird, whatever. Who knows what's in their head? I want them to walk in and see success. I want the red carpet rolled out for them. Now, I don't mean figuratively. I mean literally.
0: <laughs> I don't want- you just imagine Ronnie unfurling this carpet from his jacket. <laughs> All of a
6: sudden, That's flucking. fucking comfortable at 6 a.m. <laughs>
0: Dun, dun, dun. Horn
6: section.
2: <laughs> Wonderful experience here yes,
0: What you were saying?
6: Think about any early appointment you've ever had to make. Could you fucking imagine if somebody just stood out there and rolled out a red carpet? I would punch you in the face. Like, get the fuck out of here! I got my sunglasses on. You're lucky I'm here. Give me a cup of coffee. Maybe a donut, yeah, and a croissant, it. something, and stop. If this was what I had to look at at six a.m., I'd be, I'd walk right away.
0: Well, this is again, this is what I don't understand. Like, what's the, what's the? He's literally that stupid to to imagine that a red carpet coming out is what people want, and when they're going in to do a fucking radio junket. Yes, he's got TV there as well, but there's his own TV. They just want to make sure they look fine. They don't give a fuck about the red carpet. Or if you throw your jacket down over the puddle so they can not get wet. It's, it's asinine. I can't How believe literal? this is part of the PowerPoint. A literal red carpet. Culture goes, Can you hear? Ew. He's gross.
2: This show's like weird. Whatever. Who knows what's in their head? I want them to walk in and see success. I want the red carpet rolled out for them. Now, I don't mean figuratively, I mean literally. I had a wonderful experience years ago, I did The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, before we were on the outs. I got out of my car, they rolled out a red carpet for me. I was embarrassed, it was a little over the top. Fuck, I've never
4: forgotten.
6: Cause you're a fucking idiot. I mean, (laughs) you know what? I haven't forgotten a lot of things either. It doesn't mean I should do them.
0: Isn't he projecting, it is, it swaged my ego to be rolled out to have a red carpet rolled out for me. But then, why wouldn't you remember to do that then when it happened? Right after it happened, why would you do that?
6: You know what, Fillmore? I remember my first bus ride on my way to elementary <laughs> school. Doesn't mean I want, I want to get on a fucking bus ever again.
2: And when has walks in, we will roll out the red carpet, and they will like this, and they will get their asses kissed, and it will make a difference. They walk in, they roll out the red carpet, they walk into a green room that says success, what we've achieved. It's pretty cool.
0: Yep.
6: Here's the difference. And again, not being intelligent hurts him. Um, The difference is celebrities walked into your domain and didn't get their asses kissed. Mm-hmm. That was the difference between you and every other green room, every other red carpet, and every other show. Mm-hmm. If you decide you want to be every other show in 2013 on the radio, you're gonna fail miserably. Yeah. So you might as yeah. well take your fucking ugly self and roll yourself up in that red carpet and get thrown into the fucking river because
0: you, you're, you're you're not you're not you're, on TV. You're,
6: you're really miscalculating yeah. what you are and what your success is.
0: Yeah, he was, over, he was overstepping his bounds. He didn't quite realize he was still just a podcast at this point.
2: They get a breakfast. Oh, this is suddenly like real-time radio. Like,
6: this is a big deal.
0: <laughs> Wait till they see the packet of almonds in front of them. Wait till they see the hot Ugh. water.
6: Do you know how many times I've brought in bagels and donuts to my office? It's not that big of a deal.
0: No, it's not. This is a pretty good (laughs) place. They see Ronnie, like, doing omelets, (laughs) waiting for the guest. (laughs) How do you (laughs) want your (laughs) eggs? (laughs) They see Jason, like, picking at the band with his bare fingers.
6: Fucking chopping chives. We're acting now like they're doing, like, 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 like they're doing,
0: we're doing them a favor. Jason's sneaking bacon off the plate.
6: I can't, I gotta be honest with you. This is so, I can't even take this seriously. Look at him. He's baked. (laughs) You know what, you fucking idiot? The Holiday Inn in, I don't know, Grand Island, New York does the same thing. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> uh,
2: they're doing us the favor. And they get bombarded with Howard 100 News. And they get bombarded with Howard TV and
6: the camera. Now look. Oh,
2: To CNN to do an interview with Pierce Morgan. I go in. I agreed to do a one-hour interview with him. I thought I was being pretty gracious. Uh, Ralph was with me, and they got a camera. Okay. I haven't done hair. I haven't done makeup, and I don't want to be filmed that way. I don't want to be video. But then again, I'm going like I don't want to be a dick. So like, okay, I'll let them video. Nobody's asked my permission.
0: All right. You were going to say something. We got cut off.
6: Okay, so remember in the first part, I said, just hold this thought when he was harassing the Howard 100 News team that this is their job, they should be doing A, B, and C to celebrities. Now he's saying, you shouldn't be stalking them. Howard 100 News, all on their face. I mean, you just told them this is their opportunity, and now you're telling them you're a nuisance.
0: Yeah, don't do it.
2: I'm really pissed. I'm never going on the Piers Morgan show again. It has nothing to do with Piers. Piers was great. The show was great. I don't want to go through it. We are not looking at our business life from the perspective of a performer.
6: You're not Piers Morgan. She walks
2: in and no. she hasn't put her makeup on or she's just fucking feeling premenstrual. She walks in and we got the camera there. Howard TV. <laughs> Lisa G, I want to interview you. Bah, 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 bah. I mean,
6: fuck you. I'm never... No that... fuck you. Don't you have daughters?
0: Yes. This is this is about as insensitive and fucking assholeish as you could be as a, as a boss as some kind of like inspirational <laughs> motivational speaker. Like Lisa and he's naming Lisa G. He's like he's making her feel like shit now. How is this going to inspire her?
6: By the way, in the beginning, he said, Jewel, we plugged her album this many times. We got so much out of her. She did. She did him a favor by singing that nickels and dimes bullshit song yeah. of his. He. She did him the favor. And now all of a sudden it's Jewel's premenstrual. <laughs> oh, that's nice.
0: Yeah. Is he doing a Kotex live read?
6: How do you feel, Lisa G, Tracy Millman?
0: there's no one counting him no one may holding him accountable i know he's he's made i know he's that much he's re- that rich and all that bullshit but come on guys right is right this is not right
6: can i be honest with you i thought maybe the same thing except for when this covid thing hit and our our department our office was kind of not doing the right thing and our director mm-hmm. had a meeting and people started getting upset. Like you could feel like the tension building. And I just simply said, you know, people are scared. You're not like giving us answers to how to, we're going to be operating. Like you need to give us, what do you mean by what you're saying? These things that you're saying aren't making sense. So what does this mean? Mm-hmm. How do you want to implement How do you want to implement this A, B, and C? It doesn't take that much to just speak up. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't.
0: No, it doesn't.
2: I wouldn't come back. I'm telling you, I would not come back. I've been interviewed all over the place. So I'm real fucking edgy. I'm real touchy about this shit. When I do Letterman, I am never photographed ahead of time.
6: Yeah, because I... nobody cares about you. <laughs> now,
2: it's a different story. If our core team says to the publicist or the manager of what coming, hey, we do have a TV show. We have a news department. Would it be all right? You never approached the celebrity because what happened to me appears They came up to me. They go, Howard, would you mind if we talk uh, to you on camera? You know what I said? No, it's no problem because I don't want to be a dick. I can't be tagged as the guy who's a dick. They didn't go to my agent who was with me because they know the agent would say no.
0: Okay, go ahead, Sam.
6: Okay, well, you are a dick. Who do you think is a part of this core team?
0: God, I have no idea because they would have hired so many more people and how many of those people we don't know. And then it would, it, it, you'd assume it was, okay, Marcy is the leader of the core team, whatever, but you're not going to hear from her. And if she brought in someone, I would say Brandano because she was I'd fucking them at Jason. the time. Jason, Will, uh, and they would be heading different things. Now we know from Jason, and we'll play it later, hopefully that fucking works, is um, going to be heading up, doing the website specifically. And he's saying that Gary's really feeling the pressure because I think he's basically, Gary, Gary's being marginalized. I think that's the sense of the, the pressure. And then well, the shows are being, and you know, he's bitching and moaning, and then he just they just hate where they're working now. It's a completely different work environment because of Marcy and him. Yeah. So, um, it, 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 people that would normally be just doing whatever the producing they normally do are now being given extra duties, which sucks in any workplace. It doesn't matter where you are. So, no idea, but probably the producers being asked to do this extra bullshit.
2: We've got to be aware of the experience of somebody coming into our station.
0: A <laughs> red carpet comes out. There's no
4: scary looking fucking college looking guys walking around the halls who look really. <laughs> <better.
0: Aww. laughs> He's scared of people at college. I get it. Okay.
6: You think if anyone wears like a Harvard hoodie, they're just like, <laughs> don't kill me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he gets in the fetal position.
2: Look like. There's food. <laughs> look great, awards! Wow, look what these guys have accomplished. No pre- or post-interviews without an, uh, a, a previous uh, an okay. No one except guest relations people are permitted in the green room talking to the guests. No bombarding. It looks like a fucking zoo out there. You've got to leave people alone.
0: Go ahead, Sam.
6: You know what? I never thought stuttering John ever looked good on anything he did. It's like right up there right now. <laughs> <laughs> like equal footing with yeah. how badly this is coming across.
0: Well yeah, and the the thing is he's not wrong in wanting uh the people to be left alone in the green room, but it's not necessary to make that a PowerPoint presentation. You literally have to put out the edict like look, no one goes near the guests when they're in the green room, leave them the fuck alone. That's it. That's how hard it is. That's how easy it is.
6: But it he's wasn't such a even pussy. The edict because he said in the beginning that here's an opportunity. You're missing yeah. out. You could be right. getting some news from these celebrities, but you're not.
0: Right. He's so befuddled. It's like um what what are they called? The um Mobius band it's just kind of going around in uh you know in like he's just yeah it's a, it's a mess of contradictions
2: Tim you can't go in the green room and ask people questions like Quentin Tarantino you just can't you can't do it there's got to be one person assigned oh. our core, team.
0: Oh, core team
2: it's got to be organized if you come across one of these people in the hall look professional
0: <laughs> yeah go ahead
6: How fucked up is this, Fillmore? And I'm just so exhausted by this topic, but I just have to throw this out there. How fucked up is this? That when it was just Jackie, Fred, Robin, Mm -hmm. him, Mm -hmm. Stuttering John, that's it. That show was 10 times more fast, successful and got on more news, got more, got more publications, got everything that they're asking for in this PowerPoint by just doing that with that many people.
0: Yeah, being organic. And now by being uh, so calculated, it's the opposite. Because he's too self-aware. He's too aware of what he looks like on camera. He cares now suddenly what he looks like, even though he's always looked like shit and still does. And now he cares oh, what's my brand? His brand, he didn't care originally. It was money. Money was the motivation, not the brand. Ratings were the motivation. Now that he has no ratings, it's all like, oh, now I have to focus on things that really mean nothing. And to him, that's just about everything.
6: I think the saddest part is like, I thought he kind of understood funny comics because he had them on and he doesn't no, because he that's... doesn't have them on anymore.
0: And he had the balls to rate comics in private parts of the book. There's a whole chapter devoted to who he thinks is funny and who isn't. And then he actually an audio clip I'll put it on my channel again. It's awful because he's like saying, not a genius, a genius, not a genius. He wouldn't know. He doesn't know comedy. And no, if we ever Phil do more,
6: you're supposed to make a s'more out of that. Put two graham crackers <laughs> together, fucking bite down.
0: If <laughs> we, we, we ever do that Club Ritz, that, that the Ritz, wow. that comedy thing that walked through. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: Here's where we fall short. We had an experience years ago, Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi was going to do us a favor, he couldn't get upstairs, couldn't get in the building, you know what he said, fuck you guys. He tried to get in once, second time he gave up, and said, fuck you, he was pissed. Who the fuck are we? Bon Jovi's a big star, sold 80 million, uh... out like that. He's
4: doing us a favor, he can't get into the building. <laughs>
0: thank, your, thank your lucky stars, John, you didn't have to do that.
2: 2013, what happened? When Bon Jovi or anybody else comes into this building, there's an escort waiting for them in the lobby. They're brought up in the elevator. They're escorted in and out of the green room.
0: Yeah, go ahead.
6: You know what, he made up for it. Listen to that rock and roll induction speech (laughs) he made where he basically blew Richie Zambora's cock for a half an hour. You're
0: welcome. Yeah, Yeah, and sang along, he did a sing-along.
2: They're escorted to and from the bathroom. They're escorted in and out of the studio. They're
0: escorted to and from bathroom. That means they can't go anywhere but where the escort tells them to.
6: On a steel horse I ride. They're escorted
2: to the elevator and down to the lobby, no exceptions. The person who's going to do this is Ronnie. <laughs> when I left the Jimmy Kimmel show the last time, <laughs> <laughs> About two weeks later, I get a box in the mail uh, with
0: a lovely thank you
6: note,
0: picture of, of, of myself and Jimmy. Yeah, go ahead. You <laughs> I did this Sam, shit only, when I graduated. There's only three minutes left.
6: Can we do it? <laughs> I I graduated high school and got gave away and got presents like frame pictures of us. This is sure. an impressive.
0: No, well. Uh, it's impressive to someone who gives nothing to anybody. <laughs> like he doesn't give fuck. All Congratulations! To <laughs> he won't let the staff get bottled water that's given to them. So, yeah.
2: Framed, the Jimmy Kimmel show and a beautiful note.
6: <laughs> a different I wig.
2: Was impressed. I was like, wow, what a nice memento. And Jimmy's now always sitting on my desk because I like the picture. I like my so wig. Done.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, Publicists, management, and talent, get flowers, a picture, a thank you, a note, something. We're doing this in 2013, not
6: maybe. I can't even go- read that. It looks like fucking Roman numerals.
0: <laughs> it does, yeah, it looks a, a little too heavy on the stencil font.
2: Not only do we have to work the celebrity, we have to work their management. That's the key to achieving our goal of an A-list guest every week. Yeah. Two B-list. Right. If a publicist is treated like God... They, they, they don't just represent
0: one person. But we... Except Don Buckwald, who represents, well, one person.
6: I just think to myself, do you think they play this in other <laughs> agencies? It's like, this is the opposite. We like just like, take clips from this, like, here's what we do, and here's what you're not supposed to do.
0: I would not be you know, surprised. I... I would not be surprised in the slightest if that's exactly what people did. Like, cut this up and just say, here, watch this. Don't do this.
6: We have corporate tutorials that we have to take every single year: active shooter, yeah. Uh, yeah. sexual harassment, oh, yeah. global global IT like uh, s- stealing information, confidentiality. And they show you in skits what to do and what not to do. And mm-hmm. I just think to myself, if somebody was working for an agency, this is perfect.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
2: Look at the note. Dear Howard, thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure to have you on J.K.L. Please come visit us again soon. All the best. Jimmy and all your friends at Jimmy Tim, a lot.
6: Isn't Beth She's good at this? Doesn't she write all the thank you notes?
0: Doesn't she write? Well, well uh, uh, Howard,
6: Tim?
4: where is this going through? Thank you, Whitney Cummings. Come again. Ha ha.
2: If a publicist says after an interview, hey, can I go in and get a picture with Howard? Take the picture and send them the picture too in a frame. We're going to do that. We're behind, man. We're, we're falling behind. We've got to <laughs> do stuff like this. And you've got to think, you know
0: what? You
6: have to think of everything. Understatement of the year. Yeah, pretty much.
2: When I came up with this presentation for you, I was up till 2 3 in the morning every fucking night because I was so pissed that we're not doing
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the result.
4: All that homework. Uh,
6: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> this is, if you pulled an all-nighter and were just not fueled by coffee, Coca-Cola, actual Coke, it couldn't look any worse than this. and That's exactly what he did. Last minute, thrown together. I'm sure he did this in, like, a matter of four hours, but it should have taken, I don't know, a half hour, based on how bad it is.
6: I, I You know what? I thought maybe... It did take like just a short amount of time, and he did this. I think this took him so long.
0: I think it took him days and days of looking over it and constantly going back and rechanging it and putting pictures that the clip art alone must have taken him a week.
6: This is like when clip art in a PowerPoint, and you're first introduced to it, maybe like, I don't know, sophomore year in high school, yes. and you're giving it your first try. Yeah, it's first shot, exactly.
2: We respect the publicist. The publicist says the interview is over. Gary, I did this with you today. When Jules' publicist says she has to leave...
0: <laughs> She's bleeding heavily. She has to leave, Howard.
2: I ended the interview. Why? I want to respect her.
4: Or him. I, <laughs> I want to respect... These- I'm <laughs> going <gonna,
6: laughs> to throw fucking Kotex at her and tell her <laughs> next time. <laughs> Shove this up, you twat.
2: People, I want to say to them, we're pros and we want to work with you. And now you'll have a relationship. Publicist, in treater,
6: the gift treater. bag, I'm going to include <laughs> Playtex.
2: Nicer or, or better than yes, because they're the ones that control this this campaign we're on. What is this When they're thing? sitting in the green room, they're going to see a beautiful green room. They're going to be comfortable. They're going to be eating. They're going to be looking at our awards on the wall.
0: Go ahead. But... says so losing it <laughs> silently.
6: <laughs> you just visualize this campaign. <laughs> So you're gonna you're gonna walk into the serious room. You you're not gonna get a red carpet right away because he doesn't even live in that realm of the building. So you gotta walk in, and you still gotta give the idea. And then when you walk into his room, you get some (laughs) Wizard of Oz velvet carpet roped. Shit! I mean, let's think about this. Then you walk in the green room. There's going to be some model corpse laying there with some <laughs> awards surrounding you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Studio 79. You go. Hey, this show's
2: pretty fucking cool. And by the way, when I told them that I had a leave, they listened to me. I like these people. Refreshments, elegant follow-up and thank yous.
6: Can Why I get a the water?
2: We thank the for coming in here. Probably never. It's not going to happen anymore. So here's an action. You can write this down. Think of a great thank you list for a guest. What can we do to please a guest?
0: Maybe give him a hand job while they're waiting. Give your suggestions to the core team. This is the whole point, guys. It's not planned out. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And he's actually actively asking for suggestions. Because he doesn't have the thing mapped out. You're supposed to have this mapped out before you give the fucking presentation. What's the point of this?
6: Actually, the whole thing, if you really, I mean.
0: This is a five-minute presentation at best. He made it into two hours.
6: We've made it into fucking five. <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> More than that. Ralph's, but got, a
6: lot of ideas. Ralph's of, got a
0: lot of good ideas.
6: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Starting with the way
0: people are dressed. <laughs> He'll have you all looking like Prince in the Revolution before you're finished. Go ahead.
6: Ralph still has acne at 50. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> He has no good ideas. I can... We'll get
0: Beetlejuice to pick out Howard shirts.
6: <laughs> I love that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> go fuck your Star Trek figures in the ass, Ralph. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I thought they were a little already mentioned in there. And for Sarah Washington, go ahead. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> okay, we're almost done. I don't
2: want to hear from you. A lot of people in here who make lots of suggestions and then it kind of dies. Well so now you're gonna be listened to.
6: Oh, okay. If That's you're... what I was gonna say. I'm sorry.
0: Okay. That's the end of that anyway. So we're we're good to we're good for that. I'm just gonna get the last few audio clips and then we're done. Go ahead.
6: Okay. So what I was gonna say is Now I want to hear you. So you're right. What he really wants is I'm going to threaten your job, make this scary, threatening presentation, not pay you anymore. But I have no sort of game plan how to procure what I'm asking for. So your jobs are going to be gone, but you better think of all the solutions for the problems that I have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Or you, you're I'm out. I'm just
6: gonna stand here and pace around like a fucking uh, Pixar movie.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna going to play this one clip. It's called "Cheapskate Wiggy" explains why there's no breakfast awaiting for the guests. This was in uh, uh, like same, like literally that day or the next day when they had uh, Curtis Armstrong and Robert Carradine in.
2: Good to see you. Good to see you, man. Hey. Curtis.
1: Robert's still eating. Sure. Uh, what are you doing?
2: Curtis, I, well, you know what? I told Gary, how about if our guests get a little bit of breakfast before they come?
4: Oh, now We just got it. it.
2: So you benefited from my first, <laughs> like, I had a whole big meeting about treating guests properly and stuff and how disgusting our green room is.
3: Thank you. It's not that disgusting. After.
5: No, it was just lovely, but there wasn't anything to eat and I had to fight to get a, a cup of coffee. I mean, it was,
3: it was ugly out there. you got to really hear was. this. I- hey.
0: Okay, so this is going to be his explanation as to why no one had breakfast. This is one sixteen thirteen. Everybody,
6: so going well. What's that? So going well.
2: Exactly. Red pillow. No, Tom Arnold was sweating all over yesterday. You should be Uh, honored to (laughs) be (laughs) here.
4: What's your problem?
2: Tom Arnold left yesterday. He was a big
0: stain on that pillow. Oh, you're (laughs) kidding. No,
2: he was. He was. He was. He was high. He's a great guest.
0: He's very high energy. He is. Okay, so here's the last bit. Okay, cuz I had to cut it up to make sure it's 30-second increments. It's a very high. I think you
6: wanted to here. say hi. Yeah. And then said yeah. high energy. High energy. Robin. Hi there. How you doing? I'm good. Really good to see you. <laughs>
4: it's good to see you too. Yeah.
0: Okay. That wasn't crowbarred in to make it seem like she was in studio.
3: Okay, so anyway. no. <laughs> oh, so I said to the guys,
2: you know, when a guest comes, it would be really great if like just a cup of coffee and a bagel or something. So we're doing that. Then we found out it's like 60 bucks just to get four bagels and Forget some Forget
5: it. It isn't worth
2: really? it, really. Yeah. I mean, you
3: know, most people aren't bucks? thinking about food anyway when they...
0: Now, 60 bucks, for what? where's where he getting the bagels from? Like, uh, some sushi restaurant?
6: Jail? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it his commissary? <laughs> okay. I, so, I mean, for fuck's sake. No. Bagels, $60. By the way, I get food and coffee when I go get my hair cut. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
0: This next clip is all the condensed stuff I got from Back Office Radio from January, the following day, January 17th, 2013. It's a way longer clip, and I only got like a minute and a half of it because this is just the bits. And if it's so it seems a little jarring, it's just the way I edited it. My as bad as you guys are Well,
1: who it. do you think
5: is the most stressed? Gary. Gary, right? It's not even close. But I think he's taking the brunt of the, the punishment.
1: Gary, yeah, Gary, I mean, Gary, these last few months has looked like a beaten man. I mean, he's aged probably about 20 years in, in six months, and I'm sure there's a lot of reasons for that. I, I think, you know, I think there's there's his job is being looked at closer. I think uh, I think a lot of these changes that we're talking about is more about him and, and, and his control of the office and, and, and how it's operating.
0: Listen, Okay, so this is, again, uh, uh, Back Office Radio talking about specifically the results of the meeting, and there's going to be a few more things mentioned that I think people will be interested in.
1: So he's the boss, and if he's the boss, he must be getting, you know, the bulk of the shit right now.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think... We've both gone through times where you're almost jealous of Gary's relationship with Howard. Right. And you're like, well, why? Why can't you know I be seen the same way Gary's seen in front of Howard? But this is certainly not one of those occasions. No. I am not jealous <laughs> in, in any way. And Gary will say to me, you know, or he'll talk to us and be like, "Man, yeah, it's coming down hard on me right now. I feel like uh, I'm dealing with a lot of stressful stuff." And I'm saying, "Yeah, well, you know, you're the producer of the show. You're the executive producer."
0: So they're saying like, "Suck it up," and I don't blame them. It is Gary's thing. Yeah, go ahead.
6: So, what date was this from?
0: 17th of January back office radio.
6: Okay. So on the wrap up show on March 18th, 2013, same year after break, Gary asked if John thinks that when Howard is giving him crap, does Howard let him off easy? John says he does. Uh, He thinks that Gary gets a lot more though. He uh, said, if he, he said if he was in there more, then he might take it more. Gary said mm-hmm. there was a point where Fred was making fun of him for something John had said. Blah, blah, blah. And John asked Gary if he thinks Howard is handling uh, America's Got Talent AGT differently this year. Gary said he's not sure because he's not talking about it much. Um, and basically, they were just saying that he, Gary uh, was being picked on. He said, Gary and JD really take a lot of it. Gary said, John doesn't react the way he reacts. He said, it's hard to get John mad, but he has seen him get mad. So basically Howard was picking on the two of them for that show, Mm -hmm. but Gary was getting relentless shit. So this was building up since, since this January comment when Jason said he's fed up, this was in March So picture how long this was building.
0: Oh yeah, and then keep in mind, everybody. And this is there was a wrap-up show in which um, uh, Jason outright said, "I don't know how I'm supposed to respect you when you're only in three days a week." And Gary said, "That's not for the air. I don't have the audio, but that was it's on Mark's rig, and you can read up about it." So they shut that down real quick. And uh, Jason will explain a little more in this in this clip that we're going to play about why. there's such tension in the office. And and what he's not going to say is that he and will felt like, well, you don't need Gary. We could do his fucking job for less money and still make more ourselves. Absorb his salary because he's a useless piece of shit.
4: So. You're
6: and the one on that top has- of it, too, by the way, Howard was on AGT for the first time. So he started being impressed with the things at the way AGT was run, thinking that he could run his own show like this. So on the show in 2013, he said... He likes the way the show is run. He said that they do everything for him. He said he just has to walk in. Howard uh, said the radio show is like the whole conglomerate. Howard said he has to look into fixing the doors. Howard said he's not the CEO and doesn't want to deal with it. He said AGT doesn't bill him for a fucking thing. He said um, maybe they should. That's how much they do for him.
0: So, he was, so basically he was getting pissed off that Sirius was now charging him for stuff that he previously got for free. I'm sure that's, that's, a, that's the only reason that would exist, why he would get so pissed off.
1: The brunt of this i don't know what to tell you on that do you think and, and part of this professionalism is now Gary is wearing a jacket every day and not and not wearing it and taking it off and wearing it and taking it off just when the guests come in he's for, special guests right special guests I mean, that, was, that was so great got jacket treatment i started keeping track of it and then gary started wearing the jacket more full-time but it was so funny who he chose to wear the jacket for and who he didn't choose to wear the jacket for I should, like a fedora yeah but not like uh,
0: a- okay, so that they're mocking Gary for being like trying to get away with not wearing the fucking blazer, but he kind of ha- eventually had to regularly. He used to wear that Adidas thing all the time. And now they mention Don Buckwald and uh, Jason gives him shit. Jason gives Will shit.
1: But uh, those are too big for me, but um, I'm going to go to a fan because I, I like wearing a hat. When I'm, no, I'm not going to wear the hat indoors. Buckwald can't- wear it inside. I'm not going to wear the hat indoors. Yeah, hey, Will. Yeah. yeah. And what do you think it is, though? I don't know. Actually, I, 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 think I, was, I think you want to be, okay, you go ahead.
5: I, I think it is that pretty much what you were saying that you somehow undermine his authority. He there may be some jealousy there that you have kind of uh, taken this role as a, a producer yeah. Or, or yeah, right. exactly. as an executive for the show. And that you are somehow challenging him or our co- competitor. I was going to say that. I, You know, I think – and, Will, you, you? we talked about
1: this a little bit, but when Howard made the announcement that, you know, I'm, I'm running the website now and, you know, we're trying to improve it and, and make it – you know, we have plans to make it bigger and better and, and bolder. And, uh, you know, I think I was a little miffed that –
0: yeah, and, and so Gary's getting marginalized, and he's pissed off, and he's also getting shit on for, you know, for reasons. Uh, you shouldn't get mad at Gary for not knowing about the website. He didn't fucking go to Adelphi to learn web page design. You hire somebody for that. And so if you get someone like Jason to do it, it it's an extra, it's an add-on to his job. Okay, fine. But Gary, I'm probably feeling like, oh, God, what use am I in this fucking office anymore? Did you find some more, Sam?
6: Yeah. So on air... um, Howard uh, was basically saying, and this is 2-17-2002, two thousand two. I'm sorry, two twenty seven two thousand thirteen. He said that they have a senior vice president and a vice president. Howard said Tim thinks of naming a vice president. Howard said he named some names and he didn't even know who they were. Tim said that they. Titles mean that you're on a different bonus structure and things like that. Mm -hmm. Tim Mm -hmm. names some of the other senior VPs there. And Gary said that Ross is a senior VP. Howard laughed. Howard said he didn't know that. Howard let Tim do his thing. Tim read his speech about how the channels are doing. And Tim said they continue to be the epicenter of entertainment. He said Howard 101 is creating new and innovative channels and Howard said, I don't know for how long. Wow. Will yeah. asked, what's the channel's mission statement? Uh-huh. Tim said, it's to, uh, it's to do good. Howard said he wrote a whole blog about that the other day. He wrote about how they have to entertain people who are in their cars listening. Howard said that they have to deliver the funniest show possible. Howard said they should memorize it. What? Yeah, Robin like some manifestation. they should recite it every morning.
0: Yeah, like cult. Tim bullshit. said he'll
6: have, Tim said he will print them out and he will have them in the office every morning. So basically, they're talking about writing a script for the show.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Um, like a formula. Wow. Which it kind of already had a formula anyway. I mean, if you really think about it, but it was from day to day, it might be different. Now it's like, no, regiment. So I'll play the rest of this clip. Uh, you know, that one right to me.
1: And didn't
5: go through him, yeah. Do you think that? I, I mean, probably to a certain degree, I think Gary might be slightly paranoid. If you look at the relationships around here, Howard, Gary is still Howard's go-to guy. Absolutely. You know, he is the guy that he looks to when he for any kind of question, we we all like you said we feed everything through Gary and I you know I think he's just being a little paranoid maybe a little sensitive to the whole thing
1: and and, and I agree and you know I had made a, a comment on the air about the hours that Gary works and he asked me not to talk about but when but 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 my point one of my points to that was I like having Gary here in the office when he's in the office he's the boss he's the guy I bring everything to he's the guy I filter everything through when he's not here I'm the boss I guess I don't know I mean uh, I got a report of a guy
0: so this is okay, so so there i don't know what you want to take from that guys other than the fact that jason's running the show when gary's not there it means J- gary's completely superfluous to operations and if you don't hear you don't hear howard bitching about jason over the years then maybe he's better at his job than gary better at gary's job than gary is which couldn't be too hard based on some intel that we got anyway this is the last bit it's only about 15 seconds listen to this guys
5: and I, i'm not going to say who it is but somebody that works here that supposedly saves his IM conversations with people Shut so up. that he can use that later. I know that AM. guy, and he 100% saves his IM conversations. And that that kind of shit scares me. That's, that's like, I mean, come on. I ac-
0: so you got weasels on the show saving their IMs and probably, you know, S- SMS messages, uh, emails, whatever, for future ammunition to use against something. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. What have you got?
6: And remember, so he said, we need to bring up our accomplishments. So that same year in Mm -hmm. February 2013, he says he thought he should get a he should get an Oscar for private parts that he should have been considered. This was a phone conversation from a guy, quote unquote. And he should have got considered for an Oscar. Mm -hmm. So this is just like Now, when you see this presentation and all of a sudden, like, why are we talking about private parts getting an Oscar and should have been up for conversation? That's just, it's more of this nonsense. Right.
0: So the last clip we're going to play is the Greg Fitzsimmons show from 2015. I don't, I think it might have been May. Mary Menunos and um, Maria Menunos, sorry, and her, her fiance at the time want to go on. They're going to talk a little bit about what the place is like now that it's been changed.
3: Now. What? You, you, I don't have my shit He's also... You're also the only... so easy. I know. You're also the only... You and Jay Thomas are the only survivors of only 101. survivors. All the... Uh, and it's very sad because we lost a few good people there. We got... Uh, you know... Uh, um. Uh, Riley Martin. Riley Martin passed, passed away. away.
1: Mm-hmm. And there was a certain point where I was the only guy on the air because... Um,
6: it was, you know, a retarded guy and a guy who'd been abducted by aliens yeah, and yeah, a yeah. drunk was, and, and loved, then me. And I was like, what about <laughs> But I loved it all. I, I really did. Yeah. I loved
3: it all. But I think it, was, um, I think it was taken away from the big show. And that's why they kind of yeah. circled the wagons over there. And, and I don't know if you've noticed, but oh. you, not. Mark. I haven't done it in a few years. And I saw a big difference. Yeah.
0: Okay. So now they're going to go a little more into it guys.
3: In what sense? It it felt more like visiting Fallon or Conan or, you know, it was the paint, the decor. Yeah. iPads on the walls. guys. iPads on the walls. I don't know. What, what is for. this? The
6: fucking broken down Apple store. <laughs>
3: I don't know. It's in sport coats. And, and I have to say as much as it's comedic fodder yeah. to make fun of all that, or think it's some kind of salad or whatever. Um, I, everyone there was in a weird way happier. Yeah, you know, like uh, there's more
4: structure. Steve
3: Brandano was saying to us behind the scenes, like, listen, I miss doing the intern show, but I realized my dream was to work on the Howard Stern show, it wasn't yeah. to do my own show, do the intern show, and it, my attention was being taken away from the big show. Now it's back. He's like, I've had three promotions. I'm a producer now. I'm producing the segment, Ronnie, flat Ronnie, and then Ronnie's engagement. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like so much.
0: So, anyway, that's really the most of that that I wanted to play, that, that needed to be played. Now, three promotions, Brandano, for what? For fucking mercy, basically.
6: I would have... Yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. I would have loved yeah. to know the pay structure of those promotions.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And to put them in an, a different bracket, I would say... I would hazard to say that Brandano started to get paid more than than Jason, and Jason complained. Jason went to why, HR.
6: Why aren't they? Like... It, can you look up their salaries? No. I
0: have no I have no way of knowing. There's no way. I mean, we could we could ask around and try to get I'm sure somebody does know absolutely, but do the math. If Casey was making as a producer 23,000 back in like post 9/11 uh, Stern Show days and he was there to t- 2004, I'm sure why would he say 23,000 if it was a lie? If it was more than that, why would he blowball it like that to make them look even worse? I believe it. So I would say God, Will and Jason probably not clearing 80 each. I doubt they're making that much.
6: No, oh, I hate him. Just, just off him.
0: Yeah. Just fucking.
6: Yeah.
0: So anyway, the last bit of it, it just talks about their engagement. I'm going to scroll ahead to it. And, and um, it was, um, who was it? Um, they get in touch with Beth because they want to surprise Maria on the air with the, the, the fiance. He wants to propose to her. She says something about having to delete the emails. I'm up. sorry.
6: Can you just kill me now?
3: You're <laughs> <laughs> going to marry me on the show. And then she wrote back and said, Howard and I are crying. We're so happy. And then Howard said, do not tell anyone. Don't tell anyone from our show. Don't tell anybody about this period. And Beth said, and I want you to delete all of our emails as we go back and forth. Because
4: she knows Maria. She knows her. <laughs>
0: Okay, so that's a little bit of uh, aftermath of what happened, guys, after the fact. And just to give you a little more knowledge about what the end results were. So we hope you guys have enjoyed this. We have tried our best to enjoy it under the circumstances. The editing is going to be a lot of fun, but that's my own fault. Anything you want to say in closing, Sam?
6: If anyone just feels unhinged, just... (laughs) It's okay. Fuck
0: Fuck Facebook, by the way. (laughs) Uh, I I think I'm going to make a couple of uh, mock Twitter accounts and uh, promote our show.
6: Yeah, and uh, if you want to make anyone feel welcome in your home, roll out the red carpet.
0: Absolutely, so next time guys we see you, thank you so much for um, uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, scrolling through this one whether it 's the video portion or on PodBean. You can find us now on a bunch of apps uh, podcast streaming apps we're going to be coming up next with the next NPD episode, which should be i 'm not sure exactly when that'll be, but uh, when we do, you hope uh, give a big welcome and thank you to um, Bob D for agreeing to do that. Uh, which we're, this one's going to be the focus on Beth and Allison, and that's going to be. I a can't
6: walk. wait for this. I'm like, yeah. ri- th- I can't wait to get rid of this and go for that. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll also be doing another breakdown at some point, guys. But it's going to be a mishmash of days, and we're going to put the. We'll tell you what days they are, but it's going to be a whole month worth. But uh, just the stuff that we cherry pick that we want to to get out there for you.
6: Why the whole show's so good. <laughs>
0: well you know judicious editing is necessary um anyway thank you guys so much uh see us on facebook on our face in our facebook group check us out on youtube and from sam and i we love you take care and have a good one stay safe
1: you think this is
3: abuse you think this is abuse you cocksucker you can't take this how can you take the abuse you get on a shit
0: you don't like it leave